Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 153. And today we are here with George Romero, Stutter, of the Four Locals podcast. Stutter, what's up, brother? Hey, what's up, Downstar? Hey, man, it's real cool to be here, man. Like, I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Thank you, dude. Um, I've been keeping an eye on the podcast ever since... uh, Shoot, well, even a little before that is when uh, I gained a relationship with Rico Mambo because I was on the show. Right. And then um, Mambo and I got talking about podcasting, and he was uh, telling me how he wanted to start one. And I was like, dude, you got to start it. So when they started, I was like, man, this is this is going to be something cool. And then when I seen that you came on board in that first episode, I was like, whoa, this is it. <laughs> this, is the, this is the dynamic that they needed for sure, dude. The... Um, the way that you guys are together and the chemistry and the shit that you say, bro, it's dope, bro. I love it. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, well, well you know what? Like, it was pretty easy, like, to um to kind of connect with them because, I mean, I've worked with Rico Mom before, you know? So I, I worked with them for, like, probably, like, 10 years. So, yeah. you know, we got to work at two different stations. And so I actually have always known Mambo also because, you know, he's actually – He's related to one of my cousins, so oh, so like okay. we always consider each other cousins. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I know Mambo since uh, shit since we were since we were kids. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, like, we got in trouble a lot when we were kids, and you know, we just we just grew up and we used to party all the time. And you know, when he first got in the radio game, like you know, he he was actually always picking me up because I was a, the, the designated driver. You know? Yeah. And so like he was taking me to all the clubs and like you know to Metro and <laughs> and Oxnard and Ventura everywhere. You know? So I was always going with Mambo. So. That's how I like I, I was always hanging out with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So did they are did they know you as Mambo's boy? Um. Yeah. Well, pretty much. I mean, um, cause I, cause back in '99, cause I was going back. Um, I was actually going to Ventura College, and um, I was studying. Um, I'm studying. I was studying um, um, journalism. So I was writing for the Ventura College, um, Ventura College newspaper. You know, I was oh, doing shit. sports on there. I mean, cause I was a sports guy. You know, cause I love sports. You know, so. I was doing that for about three years, and Mambo always knew that I was into sports, you know? Yeah. So uh, I remember, I think he was up in Fresno, and uh, he, he had just came back to, like, Q1047. He was there for a while. He was doing the morning show with uh, uh, some girl named Erica and some guy named Ray. And at the time, um, you know, he, he told me he wanted to get, like, a sports guy on his on his, on his on his radio show. So he mm-hmm. hit me up for, like, a year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I was just bullshitting him, you know, because I was like, dude, I don't want to do radio. Dude, I stutter, you know? Like, yeah. I'll probably look stupid, you know? So... I kind of like we went back and forth for a whole year and then uh you know um he brought me in and then like I I found out like uh well he he actually mentioned it like on the on on the podcast that like our morning show was one of the highest rated morning shows for that company you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so like I mean because it was great though you know but then you know because he he would always tell me about some guy named Rico you know because I already Cause I always knew about him and Rico because I used to listen to him, you know, yeah. you know, because I had a night show. So he was telling me, yeah, man, that Rico was going to come back from Vegas, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, when Rico came back from Vegas, it was like, bam, you know, like the morning show just exploded, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. That's so dope. Have you always noticed that you have that inside of you where you come around and, you know, things just get amplified and, and just, you know, take off? Because like I said, dude, just listening to that first episode of the podcast that you were on, it was like, whoa, this is something different right here. And then it sounds like the same when you went on the, the the show that it was a success. Have you always noticed that throughout your life? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Like I always wanted to. Um, I mean, I always do. Like like they were always successful. You know, they were always successful. But they know that you know that I'll that I'll play the other character. You know, what I'm saying like the the dipshit. You know, the asshole. The you know, like the guy will talk smack this and that. So so like mom always knew. You know, because we always that's the way we always got along. So it was actually easy. You know, like when we started doing radio, like it was. 
like it was easy shit because yeah. it was stuff we were doing off the radio so we were just doing it on the air now so to us it was nothing new you know because that's the way because that's the way mambo always was too you know he was always talking shit playing around yeah and i mean i mean because when everybody meets mambo like they, they're like oh yeah well that guy's a serious guy but no but that's just the way he looks so you know but he's a real he, he like when you get to know him you know like he he, he loves to crack jokes he talks shit like yeah. he, he loves to have a lot of fun you know what i'm saying like like some of the best memories i got you know off a radio war with Mambo, you know, when we used to party and everything, hang out, we'd have throw all nighters and stuff, you know, at his house, yeah. you know, cause we used to live on the east side in Santa Paula. So, you know, um, I was always hanging around with him and his brothers. So all, our little group of friends were like living on that street right down the east side in Santa Paula. So we were always partying. I would always go with him to the house, to the house parties cause he was DJing and all that. So, you know, so like it was actually easy, like to take that into the radio game, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, definitely. What's your age difference? Um, he, he's actually only about a year older than me. So. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So let's go ahead and take it to the beginning. You born and raised in Santa Paula? Oh no, actually, um, I was born in Santa Barbara. Okay. I, um, I, I was born in Santa Barbara, and then uh, I was in Carpinteria for about um for about nine years. You know, so I mean, I I do miss Carpinteria, man, because I used to live by the beach, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm, that's why I'm probably like fucking dark, you know, because I was always <laughs> at the beach and shit. You know, yeah. my parents would always kick us out, you know, because they're Mexican parents. They didn't want us at the house, you know. <laughs> So they would send like fucking, I mean, I was only like six, seven years old and my parents would send us to the beach, you know? So we were always at the beach, you know, oh, me and my brother shit. and my three sisters. So I used to live at the beach. I used to love it and everything. But then, you know, like, like we moved, uh, we moved to Santa Paula, like in about 1988, mm -hmm. I moved to Santa Paula and I fucking hated it, man. Really? I hated it because it was actually like a culture shock for me, you know? Cause yeah. at the time, at the time, Carpinteria, like I, I was probably like the only Mexican in Carpinteria, you know, at the school I was at. So you know, it, it was a big culture shock to me, you know, like fuck going to Santa Paul and I'm like, fuck, there's a bunch of homies over here, you know, there's a bunch of like <laughs> fucking different kids, you know, like from a different <laughs> cough, you know, so I was yeah. kind of, I was kind of intimidated because I was a Carpinteria kid and I was like, oh, fuck these guys, these fucking cholos walking around, you know, with bald heads and shit and, you know, with like high socks and all that. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of intimidating because I wasn't used to that in Carpinteria, you know, because it was all fucking surfers and shit and people that were into football, you know, so, yeah. um, you know, I, I got there in 88 in Santa Paula and then. I mean, I was there up until last year, and I just moved to Ventura, man. But I mean, I, you know, it, when everybody asks me where I'm from, I'm, I'm from fucking Santa Paula, I mean, you know, because yeah. you know, that's where I, that's where I had the most fun. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I, I love Carpinteria, that's where I'm from too. But you know, I, I'm fucking Santa Paula guy. You know what I'm saying? So, what time did you, or what age were you when you got to Santa Paula? Uh, when I got to Santa Paula, I was about eight years old. Got you. Got you know, you. so yeah. I've been in Santa Paula. Um, so I've been in Santa Paula like for more than thirty six years. You know? Yeah, I feel that if there's. Um, if you're under maybe like 10, 12 and you move somewhere, like that's where you kind of start your life at, you know? Right, right. Like you did when you went to Santa Paula because when you're younger, you're just, you know, you're pretty much just around your family and you don't really do that much things by yourself, you know? But once you start figuring out your own personality, the things you're into, then you get to make those memories and uh, and that's what like deep roots you in where right. you're from, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely like, like I love Santa Paula because it's just you know, because we were, we were brought up in the hood and everything too, and, and it just like it was something different because when I, because when I was a kid, I wasn't, I never saw a paletero, I never saw the ice cream man, or I never saw people selling corn on the corner hmm. or none of that, you know, because because hmm. Carpinteria was more like a beach town, you know got what I'm you. saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I didn't get to see that. So when I got there, I was like, damn, this is this, this is who I really am, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, I love Santa Paula. How how long did it take you to get used to the the new life in Santa Paula? Uh, actually, it probably took me about, I mean, we'll see, we always had family in Santa Paula, so oh, I was okay, always gosh. over there in the oh, summer, because, I mean, I was always over there with, like, 
with Mambo's cousin in the summer. Uh-huh. So that's how Mambo knew me because I would because I, I, I would I would hang out with him mm-hmm. and his cousin, and he had other cousins. So I would come like every probably every three or four months. I was always in Santa Paula, so I got a little taste of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just a, it was a different animal, you know. But it, it kind of I mean it was easy like to adapt to the Santa Paula life, you know. But it, it is it's a big big it's a big big difference compared to Carpinteria. Yeah. Now, how do you feel now about um, Santa Paula? it has like a, a stigma for it, for the things that you're saying for, you know, like, like gangs and things like that. And, and, you know, things that you wouldn't see in, in Carpinteria. Is that really how it is? Or that's just how it looks from the outside? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I mean, Santa Paul is like every other town, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it got their knuckleheads, you know, like on, you know, like on the different sides of towns, but I think Santa Paula has a, um, it's always had a reputation though. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, and, being a kid being a kid brought up in Santa Paula, I mean, it kind of sucks because me, like, I don't like to take shit from anybody, you know? But then when you go to Santa Paula, it's like, every kid's like that, you know? So it's always a constant battle, you know? Like, yeah. so if you think you're going to get away with it, you're not. Because there's always going to be another kid like, oh, well, I don't give a shit either, bro, you know? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. She, you know, like, there's a hundreds of stutters here, you know? So I'm like, damn. <laughs> so I couldn't get away with it, you know? So that's, yeah. I think that's a difference. But I think that's that's in every town. But I think, you know, like, for the most part, like, what I've learned about Santa Paula is, is it, like, there's a lot of tough kids and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of old school parents there, you know, and they're that they're they're old school and they're tough on their kids and they they show them that tough love, you know, which which I think uh, which I think lacks a lot of times, you know, like like nowadays, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you feel that 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 helped you out? Oh yeah, definitely. Like like it really helped me out with a lot of the friends I was hanging out with. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, like talk smack about you know um, you know like oh you know uh, he's hanging out with this guy. I mean, I mean everybody. I think I think everybody, especially if you're Mexican you're related to somebody or or, yeah. or know somebody that's you know what i'm saying that's involved in those kind of things and yeah it doesn't necessarily mean that that i am you know but you know you know somebody or you know that something that's that that's like that's like related you know so i was always always you know um talking to them and i mean i, I didn't treat them different you know what i'm saying because they're they're people too you know so I'm, i never treat people different yeah that's what kind of a lot of people don't understand you know especially here in oxnard there's definitely a stigma in oxnard um about like it being hood and ghetto and things right. like that and yeah there is a, a large portion of that but there's still a lot of good that comes out of it too oh, yeah, and even definitely. those people as well it's not like it's not that that was the life that they chose that was just the life that they were brought up in like you say right. you know parents teaching them old ways you know if there's nobody teaching you a new way an easier way or you know a uh, something that would benefit you more in the future like it's going to take that one strong person of your bloodline to be able to to make that change and then change it all down the way you know but even in Oxnard you'll see generations of people that are stuck in kind of like that that hood mentality right you know and it's not that they're all bad people oh definitely just that that's that's just what they know and kind of the, the unfortunate part of it you know and it just depends on where you're even born at dude like i i've heard from somebody that say like yo where we live at right now this is like winning the lottery because it's not only that you're born in the united states where we have quote unquote freedom right you're born in california which is you know the best state i'm <laughs> i'm gonna say it. <laughs> oh yeah definitely you man. know and then not even in california now you're in socal Right. And now you're 10 minutes away from the beach, dude, you know? So it's like, even if some people were born up and it, and it's rough, 
still got kind of the lotto dude yeah exactly you know? exactly we go, we go cry about it at the beach <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah definitely man i mean we are so fucking lucky to live in you know like socal i mean i mean everybody always says this and that you know oh well you know i'm mexican i'm this and that i'm probably a mexican bro but hey bro fuck i'm a cali boy bro you know hell I, yeah there's no other place i'd rather be than being the 805 you know what i'm saying so yeah. I, I i i love cali bro definitely man now did you ever feel like santa paula was a small town Oh yeah, well, like at one point I did, but hell no, man, that, that shit's huge. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, there's probably like thirty thousand people now there. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's not counting fucking some of our families that are illegal and shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. it's probably really like fucking forty thousand, forty five thousand. You know what I'm saying? Because every fucking everybody around here <laughs> has family, bro, that don't that don't got papers. You know what I'm saying? So dude, I said it the other day. I was like, you guys are just spewing off these numbers for the uh, <laughs> coronavirus. Like, no one knows who has it, bro. <laughs> it's like, that's the census for SoCal. Right, You, know, right, you don't right. know how many people are here. <laughs> hey, but that, cor- that Corona shit, though, man, that's kind of got It's kind of concerning me because I don't know if you've seen today, but fucking KD, uh-huh. fuck, I guess he tested positive, right, or something like that? Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about it. The last episode of the Four Locos podcast I was listening to was episode 20. And if you guys aren't familiar with the Four Locos podcast, there's uh, Four Locos on it, uh, Stutter being one of them, and you guys each bring a topic up and you get 10 minutes to discuss it and uh, i'm not sure whose topic it was i think it was uh rico's topic was about the coronavirus and you didn't seem very concerned about it but listening to that episode it had to be maybe two weeks ago right right when when you guys recorded it so from then to now um what are what are your thoughts on everything well if i mean it was pretty crazy because my kids are not going to school right now you know so i got four kids i got four daughters i got two teenagers and i got two i got two little ones so You know, they either go to the babysitter or they or they're going to school. So right now they cancel school. So I went to the store, man, on fucking Sunday. Yeah, there ain't nothing, man. I couldn't. I mean, I was just buying nothing but um fucking junk food. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, that's all I was buying. But they, like, f- there was no meat. I mean, I was lucky I got milk and some cereal. You know, but there was like nothing. I mean, I was actually only able to make some spaghetti. You know? Yeah. So I I think I have to, I got to go back like tomorrow so I could have dinner for tomorrow. You know because there's nothing for us to eat you know right now Shit. it's just a bunch of um bunch of stuff we already ate or just simple stuff like sopa or whatever yeah, you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah so but i mean i, I that right there concerned me because this shit was empty i mean i can't even find i can't even find wipes bro because i'm not a toilet paper guy bro yeah. I, I, I hate toilet paper i'm a <laughs> yeah. wipey guy you know what i'm saying yeah. i just think toilet paper is disgusting you know <laughs> so i was all fucking i'll, I'll use wipes or i'll fucking get a sock and wet it or something you know, bro <laughs> do something like that you know that's sick huh but. <laughs> you gotta just keep it under the sink in a bucket, dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, bro. Fucking uh, a, a quick story, real quick. Yeah. Fucking my sister one time, she, she got pissed off because I remember when I was a kid, we ran out of fucking toilet paper, bro, and nobody was there. So I got, I got one of her shirts and I, I fucking wiped my ass with it. <laughs> and then like the next day, she was all mad. She was crying that there was shit on her on her shirt. <laughs> blah blah blah. And I didn't say nothing, bro, but it was me. I, I wiped my ass with my sister's shirt. I mean, it was just. Fuck it, you know? I mean, it don't know toilet paper, bro. I had to, man. You got to do what you got to do. You're going to have to go back to those days now because yeah. there's no toilet paper. Yeah, there's nothing, Are man. you stocked up? Uh, well, you know what? We actually bought a, um, some toilet paper like a month ago, but like I said, like we don't use it. Yeah. Oh, we okay. just use wipes. Just wipes, yeah. But we have toilet paper, you know, from that because we already ran out of wipes and I try to go to Costco. Yeah. But there's like a backlog there. Like it's not going to be it's not gonna be ready for like three business days. So I'm like, oh, damn. Because I, like I said, I, I hate toilet paper, bro. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not a I'm not a toilet paper guy. Have you have you ever tried a bidet before? Nah, man, never oh, did. Oh, dude, 
You should try one, bro. Pause. Like, <laughs> it's like, what is it? It's just like a, it's like a water hose that shoots up your ass, or what? What does it do? In theory, yeah. I don't know how they get the perfect angle, dude. But it's bullseye all the really? time. Really? Yeah. When I um, first time I ever had experience with this when I went to Japan, you know, and I always seen it and heard of it, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm not gonna use that. And oh, then damn. first time I was there, I'm sure I went in Rome, you know, I tried it, and that <laughs> shit was dope, bro. Really? Yeah. It fucking cleans you. You're good, man. You don't have to shower for a few days. Uh, you're Gucci, oh, and then they also have a thing. It's like, bro, it's like a literal keyboard that they have mounted on the wall. There's so many different options. There's one for girls where it shoots in the front and then the back, and then they wow. just they just break up with you because they don't even need you <laughs> anymore. And then there's one where it's music, so you right. press it, and then it makes like uh, it it just cycles the water, so it's just sound. It sounds like you're washing your hands. So that way they can't hear you taking a shit or anything. Oh, but, uh, man. Yeah, shout out to Bidets, dude. Oh, Bidets. I'm going to check that you gotta shit out, You got to check man. it out, oh, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, shit's getting crazy, man. Um, so when when that episode aired, what was your mind, your train of thought like, about, you, about it all? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't really worried about it because I'm like, ah, oh, no. Nah, because, you know, because actually like the symptoms, it's kind of like having a cold. Yeah. But the only difference was that. You know, like the symptoms for the flu actually look worse than, mm -hmm. than the of the coronavirus because I guess the coronavirus, the difference between the flu is that I guess you have trouble breathing. So I was like, well, you know, like as long as you don't have trouble breathing, then you should be all right. But then when I started seeing like, you know, this person's getting it, that person's getting it. And then with the food shit, I mean, I don't know if it's just people are paranoid or what, but that kind of concerned me. And then when I went to go try to get food, I was like, damn, I mean, it's totally different because I see because I'm the kind of guy like I never been scared, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean. I mean, I'm not fucking circumcised, bro. And I, I was boning bitches forever, bro. And I was like, fuck it. I got my condom. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, I don't need a condom. Yeah, I, I got a, I'm, I'm not circumcised, bro. That's, that's my condom. You know what I'm saying? So I never got shit, you know? So I was like, fuck it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to get no coronavirus, but I didn't get, I, you know, if I was able to fucking survive that, I mean, you know, so. I, I think since us, uh, <laughs> since we're Hispanic, bro, I think that we're kind of a little immune to it, you know, because uh, just drinking out of the water hose and shit like that. You oh, can taste all yeah. the chemicals in there, but that didn't stop me from playing, dude. Uh, speaking of not being circumcised, did you get that text with uh, the big black dude? Oh, yeah, bro. I was like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> man. That was fucking crazy, huh? That dude had a sleeping bag, bro. Oh, I know, bro. Damn. I, that guy's causing some damage, man. I, big props to that guy, whoever he is, man. <laughs> Shit. I wish I at least had it fucking at give least a quarter. Ha give me half give of me that. Give me a quarter of it or something, bro. <laughs> Shit. You know? Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. But I, I was telling people, like, you know, I've been keeping an eye on the coronavirus ever since it was popping off shit like early January because I'm a conspiracy guy. So I'm always right. on the conspiracy website. And uh, you first started seeing like people in China. So Wuhan, China, where it came out of, you just start seeing people just dying, just falling on the floor, quote unquote dying. I don't know right. what it is, but that's what it was put off as. And then, whoa, there's this disease coming out. And that was... um like I said, early January. And then I just seen it getting crazy, crazy, crazier, crazier, crazier over there. Right. You know, them lying about numbers and things like that. And it even got so crazy that um, I think it's like wind.com where you could tell the, the, the wind, the pressure of wherever in the world. And in some certain places by Wuhan that there was um, there was a lot of chemicals from that the chemicals come when you burn bodies. And if you go to that shit. spot, it's just like an empty field or something. So shit was going crazy. Oh, and then over here, nobody even cared about it. You would bring it up and they'll just be laughing. And in, in my head, I'm like, dude, you guys don't know because if they can't stop it over there and we as a 
as a nation do so much business in right. China and us being so close to, you know, in SoCal, LA and New York, these they travel so much to China. And it was a, sooner or later that it was going to come over here, man. And, and it was probably like two weeks ago that my wife, she knows somebody that knows someone in the government. And she sent me a text that they sent with each other. And then I went to the store. I went to Winco. I got a bunch of waters, a bunch of hand sanitizers and things like that. And then I started noticing like maybe five days later, then right. the, the craziness starts craziness ramping up. Started. I was like, fuck, man, this is nuts. And it's not even because of the disease. Like, if people were saying that more people die from the regular flu, okay, so be it. But that doesn't that doesn't fix, like, um, the hysteria that's going to go around. You see one shelf that doesn't have any toilet paper. What's your first thought? I'm going to go get some toilet paper right, right now. Right, right. You don't think everybody has that same thought, dude? Oh, hell yeah. Hell and now yeah. the stores are fucking empty, dude. And you know what's crazy, too, is that, you know... Um, like St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You it's know, today. And, yeah, it's today. And fucking no one's advertising, you know, for bars or anything. Like, that's that's got to take a big hit, like, on all these companies, man, because, you know, all these bars and all that. I mean, that's, I mean, like, I, I got a couple of friends that are waitresses and they're mm -hmm. fucking home, you know, because they're delivering food now, you know, because they don't yeah, want people going yeah, there. Yeah. So, it, like, it, it's jacked up, bro, that, that you know, these people are fucking taking big losses of money. But, you know what, like, I, I told, I told, uh, you know, on the podcast, I told people like, you know, cause I've been on disability before, bro. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And so I know all about the unemployment disability shit. And like, I always tell people, wait, well fucking go to the doctor. Tell me you're stressed out, you know, get on disability because disability plays, pays more than fucking, um, fucking unemployment, mm. you know, cause I've been on unemployment before, bro. And it's like the max is 400 bucks a week. Like what the hell you gonna do with 400 bucks? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You can't even, you, probably, you can't even buy groceries with 400 bucks, you know? Yeah. So I tell people, fuck, go on disability then, man. That's your money. The SDI money that we get, they take from our checks. Fucking go get disability, man. I mean, hey, I mean, I'm not the kind of person that likes to take advantage of the system, but hey, fucking, that's your money. You know what I'm saying? So if they're screwing you like that, don't get an unemployment. Go say that you're stressed out, you know? Fuck. Especially in these times right now oh, when yeah, these definitely. businesses are still running. You know, uh, my wife at her work, they're still running. I said, man, fuck that. Get out of that place, you know? Figure it out. Have them figure it out later. But just, I mean, then on the other side of things, just like us, I'm not shutting down until there's the, the marshal in the middle of the street <laughs> that says, you can't go. Yep, you know, yep. as long as the post office is open and our suppliers are open, dude, I'm going to keep working, you know, but it's, it's sad right now. There's a lot of people oh, in yeah. those circumstances that they live, you know, check to check. Right. And that's their, that's what they do is they serve people or whatever, you know, bartenders, things like that. And they're getting screwed right now, man. I feel bad for all of those people. Yeah, and you know what, what was fucked up even more is that, fuck, like, you know, like most people just got their taxes, so they probably blew all their money, you know what I'm saying? So they could have at least put that shit away, right? I mean, you know, you know how people do it nowadays, you know what I'm saying? They get your, they get their taxes and they, they, they go out and they blow it all, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm one of them, bro. We, we blew half of it, you know what I'm saying? If I would have known, I would have just put that shit away, you know? But I, like I said, I, I live with five women, bro. And ah, it's just, it's crazy, bro. I, I cannot save money. Sephora, bro? They take all your money? They take all my <laughs> money, bro. All of them do, bro. Alta, Sephora. Sephora. They fucking... <laughs> remember, bro, because it, it's, it's the mom and two teenagers, that fucking tampon thing right there. <laughs> they want their makeup all the time. Dad, buy me shampoo. Like, my nah, man, let's go get the cheap shampoo. <laughs> they don't want cheap shampoo, no bro. No VO5? No, hell no. Like, me, VO5, bro. I'll fucking use it for my body and my head. You know what I'm saying? But not them, bro. They, they, they want body wash. They want fucking <laughs> face cream. They want foot cream. Yeah. They got cream for everything fingernail cream 
<laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's a big old scam, bro, with, yeah. with women, bro. I mean, it's a moneymaker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, fuck, I mean, you got cream for it. You got shit for everything you know what i'm saying Dude, i feel bad for them sometimes too bro because if i needed to get up and go shirt brush my teeth i'm out you yeah. know if my wife needs to go and get up no it's it's a whole production oh hell yeah that's kind of fucked up if you think about it sometimes <laughs> too dude that shit's whack bro because if uh girl i mean girls have a lot to deal with them already oh hell you know? yeah. imagine if you're a girl and you're just like okay i'm gonna move out and i'm gonna go by myself and i'm gonna do my own thing like there's so much stuff that you have to like account for you know and it's just it's it's sad bro you know oh, yeah it is definitely. it's uh especially in these times right now oh yeah it's just everything is fucking sad you know but then uh imagine if you're a hot girl too I wouldn't oh, mind shit. that. I wouldn't mind be, that, bro. I don't need nobody, dog. I'll just chill and look in the mirror. I'd be all day. chill, fucking boning everybody, bro. <laughs> just getting money from everybody. But if I was a chick, I mean, I always tell my girl, my girlfriends, all that, you know. I always tell me, if I was a girl, fuck, you should, bro, use what you got, man. Take, have that motherfucker take you out to eat, you know. They're hustling like, right yeah, now. Hustle that motherfucker, you know. Yeah. Like, but but you know what? But see, but like the kind of guy I was, like like when I was doing radio, yeah, there was always girls like, hey. Do you want to buy me and my friend's drink? I'm all fuck. No, I ain't buying shit. They would say you know? that. Yeah, you want to buy his drink? So I was like, oh hell, no, I ain't buying you a drink. Really? I mean, I'll probably buy one, but there, you know, sure. there, there was always like four or five girls like, you want to buy me a drink? I'm on. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I got kids. You know, I ain't got no fucking money. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? Oh man, did you ever want a boy? Yeah, you know what I did? I, I we actually tried. Like we like we tried for years because you know because um. Well, she's going to be my ex soon, but, yeah. you know, like my ex, like we actually, uh, um, we tried like six times, bro. And she had like two miscarriages, but we were able to have four. But I don't know, like maybe those two miscarriages, it probably would have been the boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, but like we tried though, you know, so, I mean, you know, but I've always wanted a boy though, bro. Just, just to carry the name, but, but I don't think God wants another stutter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he probably said, ah, oh, fucking wasn't enough with that dick, you know? So giving me too much trouble yeah too much trouble man so fuck <laughs> that, that that seems like the strategy for everybody that has all girls like even like four girls <laughs> you know uh my cousin he has three girls oh, and uh wow. He, he wants a boy, and I say, dude, you better be careful this next try, man, because it's probably going to be a girl <laughs> again, too. It's probably going to be a girl, but you know what, though? But I mean, like, I always wanted a boy, though, but yeah, I mean... I love having girls, man, because it, it's just it's just a different love, you know. Like just yeah. you know, that was like like the little ones, you know, like the older ones don't give a shit about me anymore. They don't pay attention, <laughs> you know. They're talking to guys and they're on Snapchat and whatever the fuck they're doing. But like you know, like the little ones, like they always want to cuddle with me, yeah. and, you know. Like like I think that's the best love, you know. When you when you wake up and your baby's like fucking all dragged out everywhere, and you know they're sleeping next to you, they're they, they go to you, hey daddy, I love you. Like yeah. that to me is like the best. The best shit ever, you know, like the best love right there from your from your kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When did you see that uh, going away with the older daughters? Um, shit, honestly, man, when when like fucking Instagram and all that started popping mm. off, you know, like just you know, I mean, I think like my big mistake because I, I I took their phones away now, you know, yeah, because they were getting in way too much trouble. My my my, my kids, you know, because my kids were good students, man, but they, you know, I, it's kind of hard to discipline them because I'm like I kind of see shit that I was doing that my daughters are doing now, you know. So I was like, yeah. so I laugh about it, but I'm like. Fuck no, I gotta correct that shit. You know, I don't want them to get in trouble because I mean, because I've been in trouble before. You know what I'm saying? Like I got in trouble, I, I've been arrested and shit like that. But I didn't want my kids to go through that. Yeah. But I've always stressed education for my kids. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a I, I got a brother that went to UCLA. Oh nice. My sister went to UCSB. You know, wow. like she's a Spanish teacher at Fillmore. Very cool. So you know, I I come from a somewhat successful family. You know what I'm saying? So I I kind of want to 
continue that. You know what I'm saying? I want to, yeah. I want them to go to school. Cause I mean, cause it was a big thing for my brother, you know, cause we're, we're sons of immigrants. You know what I'm saying? And for my brother to go to UCLA That's awesome. and graduate, it was like, fuck, it was amazing, bro. You know I mean? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I want to continue that with my kids, but you know, when the cell phones thing got started getting popping, I mean, you know, they were always on their cell phone. They, yeah. they kind of forgot, you know what I'm saying? They kind of forgot about all the kids stuff. They stopped playing with Barbies ah, at 11, yeah. you know, cause you, there was kids playing with Barbies at 11 years old, you know, mm-hmm. but them not them. They wanted to be on their cell phone. I think, I think me as a parent, I fucked up, you know, buying them a cell, but, I bought them a cell phone because I wanted to know where they were at, yeah. you know, but it kind of backfired on me because they got addicted to their cell phones because that's all they do. Those, these kids nowadays, they're, they're on their phone they're on the, when they're eating, when they're on, you know, you can't even have a conversation with them, you know, because they're always on their damn phone. Yeah, it is something that you just got to nip it in the bud for for sure. You know, um, even my son, we got him a phone. He was, I think, maybe 11 when we got on the phone. And just because that same thing, we wanted to know where he was at and call them whenever we need to pick them up from school or whatever just just to have that open line of communication but uh at first he started going on instagram and then all his friends at school were adding them into like the group chats on instagram on the dm and stuff and then we're reading what they're saying and it's just like nah nah hell hell no no. but then uh he's really good with it man he was able to just like he'll go on for a little while but he'd rather be skateboarding or playing soccer or playing video games or whatever you know my goal is to make him have his innocence for as long as possible tell these kids man look dude like this shit's a trap being an adult is a trap you know you live your certain stages that you're gonna live you know from from 12 or from 0 to 12 you know that's one stage 13 to 18 that's another stage enjoy those times that are going to come with it you know go to the school dances or whatever but don't try to force into the next step of life before you get there cuz once you get to like you know 21 you're going to be burnt out already oh hell yeah definitely you know? and you know what's the side truth like that's what that that's actually what like happened with like me and Mambo because I remember fucking me and Mama were partying since we were like 15 years old, yeah. you know? So by the time we were 21, we were at the clubs and shit, but we're like, it was boring, you know? Like, like even at 25, I was already burned out. I was like done. No shit. Cause I already had, I, I, cause see for like for a while from like 19 to like 25, I was like on a straight binge, bro. I mean, I was fucking, I was partying like a motherfucker, you know, I was yeah. drinking, you know, I started doing Coke, you know, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're on the podcast, you know, that we, I used to be a big old tweaker back in the days, but yeah, but I was I was on a bench for like five years and you know uh, smoking, drinking, just partying, bro, not giving a shit. Fuck. And I got lucky, bro, because I mean, fucking, there was times where like you know, I'm lucky I was alive, bro. I you know, I mean, if you're listening out there, you know, fucking don't drink and drive and shit. But you know, like when I was young, I was stupid, man. Yeah. I was getting hammered, fucking driving around, and I'm lucky I didn't kill somebody or kill myself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, you know, but you learn that as a kid, you don't have to be doing stupid shit like that, but. For a long time, like, fuck, I didn't give a shit, bro. You know, I, it, it was just, I mean, just like any typical kid, though. You know, when you're 18, 19, I mean, you see him, bro. They're pounding beer and yeah. they're just carrying, not giving a shit, you know. And that, that's the way it was. And, like, that's the relationship that, that like, me and Mambo had, you know, because we always knew each other. And, like, we were partying on early. You know, we were always going to the, uh, everywhere, bro, when we, were, when we were kids. And by the time we were 21, we were already burned out. It was boring, you know. Yeah. Now, with all of those memories that you made, um, would you change anything or... Are you happy with how everything... Nah, bro, fucking... I don't regret nothing, man, because, you know, fucking... Mambo even said it best, you know, like one of the podcasts. Fucking, like, like you either... Um, like, you don't lose, like, you either win or you learn. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I got yeah. to learn, like, a lot of great sh- shit. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I've made a lot of mistakes, but, you know, I, I think if you fix those mistakes and not and I do them again, I think... I, 
I mean, I think fucking you learn from them, you know, but I don't, I don't regret nothing, bro. I, I fucking love everything I've done. I mean, honestly, like if I was to die tomorrow, I'd be like fucking happy. I mean, uh, I would hate it, bro. Cause I don't want to want to leave my family behind. But I, I, I could honestly say that I, we, we, I've had a fucking blast. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've had a blast with everything. That's dope, man. Um, you know, I try not to regret anything at all, but something that I do regret when I was, you know, in those ages that I just would have been less responsible than I was. Oh, I've always man. felt like I was a little more responsible and, and mature right. at a younger age that I would always think of things like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. But now thinking back, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I should have just took some I of those times and then just see what happens. But then, you know, on the other side, you don't know where things would have ended up, you know, but it would be nice to have a little, a little more war stories in the bag. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like that's, a, that's a perfect example right there. Like, you know, like, like what I've learned too, is that, you, you know, I, I kind of wish when I was younger, like I would have took more gambles, you know, more chances, you know, cause a lot of times, fuck, you got to take a gamble. You got to take a chance. I'm pretty sure, you know, you two with your business before yeah, you came, you're yeah. like, should I do it? Should I don't? And, and you, you did it. And look, you, you fucking doing your thing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So, you. Fucking much props to you, bro. Thank like you, you're young, you're a business owner. I mean, you, you you're doing some big things, man. And I, I've actually had a chance to check out some of your podcasts because I work in LA, bro. Yeah. So so like I'm a podcast guy now, you know, because I really don't listen to uh to like my phone to my iPhone and shit. I like to listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know? So you know, I got to listen to a couple of them, bro. And like they're they're fucking awesome, bro. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You, so man, thank you. I mean, you, you know, so I get, I get to because I'm always on the road for about for about three hours a day. So I want to, you know, I. I like listening to podcasts because I like to fucking educate myself with, with like new stuff this and that, but they're definitely dope, man. Like, like I love your podcast. Hey, cool. thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'm happy that we had you on here, dude. Um, so you travel three hours to work a day? Yeah, well, it, it's actually an hour. It's about an hour uh, and a half to go, an hour and a half back because I work in actually Bell. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's actually by Commerce. Okay. So I drive from Ventura all the way to Commerce every day. But it's actually a company that I worked for for the last 20 years. Oh, wow. It's just that um, it's a company called International Paper. We actually uh, fucking we're busy, bro, because fuck, we make boxes. Mm. So but we make boxes for Walmart, Costco, for uh, for uh, for like the doctors and all that shit. So our industry is popping right now, you know, because yeah. everybody needs boxes. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've been with this company for uh, for about 20 years already. So there was actually an international paper. There's one in Camarillo. Mm -hmm. Um there used to be one in Santa Paula and, but it, it shut down in 2000, 2013. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't work for that company for about five years. I was at working over here in Wyoming for a while at another company. And so I just, I went back to my old company IP in LA cause they had an opening for my old position, mm. you know? So it was way more, much money. It, it, it's like $10 more than what I was getting over here. So fucking it, it's definitely worth the drive. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. they work a lot of overtime. The only thing that sucks is that if something happens, I'm down in LA mm. and some fucking my daughters are always down here. So it's like, I'm always getting calls from the school, you know, like, oh, your daughter did this and that. And I'm like, fuck, man, I can't leave work, you know, because I'm in LA and it ain't gonna take me like an hour and a half to get back home. But that's the only reason I go down there because of the money, bro. You know, because I, you know, because uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure like you like what you're doing, you know? Yeah. But me, like, I, I kind of don't have a, I mean, I I like what I'm doing, but I kind of wish I was doing something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm, I'm fucking four kids late. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I, you don't got a, ch a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you, you got to go for the for sure paycheck. So yeah. that's the reason I'm there. It puts, puts, puts the great company, you know, the, the benefits and all that shit. So what would good. you be doing if you could like make a career out of it? What would be something that you'd be interested in doing? Oh, uh, one of my biggest regrets that like I have is like, you know, um, when I started doing radio Rico Mambo, fuck, they were always on my ass, man. Like, and I was just a lazy fuck, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, like I'd always blow him off because, you know, because I was a young little 
fucking 22 year old cocky kid you know and they're always telling me hey stutter you got to do this you, and i'd be like fuck you get off of my back you know what i'm saying but now that i look back and i'm like dude they're trying to fucking pump me up you know mm. they're trying to they're trying to motivate me you know because they were trying to look out for me and shit and you know fucking rico's always telling me dude learn the board you know so then you know later on down the line you, can, you know because like i said because my shit was sports you know yeah so i always you know because i did tv for about nine years with with fucking channel three you know you know with like kyt for friday friday football focus oh shit so you know i did that for nine years i was a reporter on the tv every friday night and so i was always a sports guy and i got on there because of rico mambo you know because i was doing sports for so long and then we kind of built a big big fucking audience and you know our our, our morning show blew up mm-hmm. you know so i was able to get on there but uh going back to the things i regret is like fucking mambo and rico were always on me like hey dude fucking we have like a sports station over there you know you know fucking you should learn more shit maybe you could be the fucking program director for that rate that sports station you know like fucking so they were always giving me different ideas but i was yeah. always working at another job and i was always like yeah, yeah whatever dude fucking I, you know i wasn't because i was a young ignorant fucking kid you know what i'm saying i, yeah. I was i was just being like ah oh, you guys don't know what the fuck you're saying whatever but that kind of shit like i look back at it now it's like i wish i would have gambled you know being like fuck it i'll quit this job and i'll go try that shit you know and Hey, fucking maybe one day I'll get on. I, I would have been on ESPN Sports or something, you know. But that's one thing I regret not taking that gamble. Yeah. And all that, but fuck, Rico Mama always had my back with that, and they were always pushing me and all that. But I was just I, at the time I had a lot of shit going on, bro. I, you know, I had another job, and then you know, like when you have a baby mama, especially a Mexican chick, like they fucking hate they hate you being in the entertainment business. You know, they always think mm. that you know you're talking to somebody or some shit. You know, so like that was kind of my downfall right there with like you know all the baby mama drama and yeah. fucking you know having another job so i, I kind of wish i would have took a chance but she she didn't know about your your disease though of, of being a flirt <laughs> yeah you know what that fucking that's always fuck that was been my downfall bro like that was like the biggest problem with her like <laughs> but you know what but I'll, I'll take accountability like a man though you know what i'm yeah. saying like i'm just that's always been my that's my weakness bro like that's a fucking i'm just a big flirt bro like i i do it like I do it and then I don't even think I do it, you know, like I'm like, oh fuck, did I just flirt? Like, I don't know, it's just a fucking that's just the way I've always been, you know? Yeah. That's the way a lot of people know me, like, oh that guy's a fucking flirt, but but I'm all talk, bro, you know, I'm all <laughs> fucking talk. I ain't I don't do shit, bro, you know. So I'm they pop talk. out a titty and you're like, Oh, uh, fuck it work. I gotta go. <laughs> it yeah, worked, exactly. It worked, fuck. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but that's you know, it it's always been a that's always been the issue, but it, I'll take it kind of bigger like a man, you know? I mean, it's my fault, whatever. You know, it just takes people to figure stuff out for themselves. You know, there's been so many things that people have told me, maybe I should do this or do that. And in my head, I just don't see that as being something that I want to spend time on at this right. moment. You know, when when I get to that point, then I'll get to that point. But yeah, it's just, you could have people telling you, you can do this, you could do that, you could do that, but it, it just takes you inside of you to say okay this is the time i'm gonna try it out this is when i'm gonna do it so but i mean there's still time you know you could still figure something out i always say if everybody has at least an hour out of their day that they can take away from something else whether it's you know messing around on instagram or you know just sleeping with the tv on but just watching it and not going to sleep you know you could take that time as much as we dedicate from nine to five you're going to be at your job, you know, from from 10 to 11 or whenever that time is. If you block out that window for something that you want to move towards and then, you know, every day you just do a little small goal here and there and then get there. But sometimes the hardest part is figuring out where you want to be. 
Oh yeah, definitely. You know, man. if if there's a spot that you wanted to be at, like I want to be on the radio and I want to do that that uh, sports show, and I want right. to be that next person. So that's an actual physical goal, and then you just keep breaking it down, 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 all the way to the smallest goal. You know, but then you got a lot of shit going on with life too, man. I could just imagine having four kids that are that i'm responsible for that's that's got to be scary sometimes oh yeah that, that's fucking scary big time but you know but before i get into that like you know going back to like the radio thing like um you know one of the things that was hard too is that like fucking the job i had mm-hmm. fucking they were always moving me around like my mm-hmm. schedule you know they were putting me on graveyard and so it was always hard to commit to do radio yeah. you know what i'm saying so that kind of got so that's kind of like one of the big reasons i'm not doing radio with them right now you know because but i'm, I'm happy i'm doing the podcast so you know and i'm yeah. saying so that's actually real fun for me it's, it's fucking awesome for me it brings back a lot of great memories but that's one of the reasons why i wasn't i wasn't doing radio because my fucking work it was they were, they were always switching me man like fucking graveyard and this work so you know it was interfering with my radio time and i i had to, i had to make a choice like well are you, are you gonna work your real job or are you going to go be a part-time sports reporter, you know? So then they started having kids and I'm like, you know, it fucking made sense going with them fucking for sure money. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I did that. But, you know, but t- talking about the parenting, yeah, man, it's fucking hectic, man. You know, it's just crazy being a parent, man. You know, I, I, I got to get props to my parents, man, because it's fucking, it's fucking hard, man. I mean, just, you know, so much stress is on you, man. Like, yeah, you fucking, you got to put fucking, you got to put some food in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? And you got to make sure your kids are, are, are fucking well i at least have some 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 like nice clothing and they're they're fucking fed and it, you know they have shoes and everything i mean it's just it's real stressful being a parent just have all the bills and all that shit it, it's a lot of responsibility man you know i yeah. I, I could never imagine it and i trip out because my you know because we were a family of six you know um with my parents and fucking my dad was was the only one working i mean from what i know fucking he was only a mechanic i mean i don't know how, how fuck he was able to feed us six i mean maybe he was fucking bringing dope from mexico or something, <laughs> out or something you know and that's the only reason you made we fucking made it you know he was smuggling some fucking some kilos you know what i'm saying from mex <laughs> i don't know how he did it though but hey, that, that's he, probably he, the story for so many people listening <laughs> <right>? <laughs> hey but he was able to feed his old man on, on yeah. a fucking on a 13 dollar an hour wage you know mm-hmm. and and fucking my mom was home and we didn't eat big time but you know we fucking i was happy eating beans bro i were eating soap bar beans and fucking we ate egg every other night bro you know what i'm saying so i mean to me i was happy with that shit yeah and then we eat nopales and all i mean all that shit i love that shit you know i yeah. i'd rather eat that than i mean because i'm simple bro I'll, I'll take a fucking bowl of soap out of my work you know what i mean i'll eat that shit or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no definitely man um in this position that we're in right now i feel really really blessed that we've made it this far but if if something happened i can go back to that no oh yeah problem. definitely oh hell yeah grilled cheese and shit like oh yeah i can go back it's no problem you know a fucking it? weenie with a tortilla bro exactly I mean, you know or dude. even butter on a tortilla bro that's I, we used to eat that shit bro you yeah. know what i'm saying or even dude like my mom used to get a fucking um she used to get an avocado and just put it in a tortilla wrap it up put some salt in there and bam that was Ooh, it you hell know what yeah saying? no and that definitely. shit was good for me you know yeah and i think that that's kind of uh maybe at those times we would think that maybe you would want to do better but those are things that built the foundation of who i am right like, right when somebody else falls like maybe they don't they've never been that low so when they <laughs> get that low they're like oh my god i'm having a sandwich for dinner I'm like right yeah, right that, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> oh, but that's um, crazy. yeah man it's uh, i could just imagine dude like i have one son and 
he's the he's the greatest kid, dude. He doesn't ever give us problems. He's super respectful and stuff. And it's Damn. just still with one kid, it, it just makes me think like even the times that are going on right now, like I have to think about steps ahead. What's gonna happen if this happens? What's gonna happen right. if if we're not able to leave the house or whatever? Uh what what do you do to manage your stress? Oh, I just uh fuck, man. You know what? Actually, I um I actually I'm a big music guy too though. So I think with like with like my stress, I like to listen to like a lot of music and shit. Like I'm an R and B guy, I'm a West Coast guy. Nice. It's just something about like fucking West Coast music and like it just pumps me up, you know. It yeah. gets me in a good mood, you know. Like just listening like to some fucking DJ Quick or Sugar Free, like that. Like like to me is like fucking therapy music, you know. Yeah. Like you just gotta listen to that music and it, it, it fucking makes you feel good, you know. So even like the dog pound, all that shit, like just like the beats, like I don't know, there's something about the beats that just like gives my mind that fucking therapy you know and just yeah. it mellows me out and I, I i do that for stress a lot of the times that or i fucking try praying bro because sometimes it gets it gets hectic bro and 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 you know i mean i've always had like a a, a, a short fuse you know so yeah. i've always been like a temp i probably i probably i probably need to go to anger management you know but i think it was probably because of my family too because my as a kid my parents were always telling me oh bro they were always yelling at me i mean every name you know i mean but yeah. it was that tough love and i think that tough love is the one that helped me out to want to be to want to succeed and be better you know what i'm saying but i think it's just you know that i mean for for pretty much stress i listen to a lot of music and 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 just fucking just try to chill out but i, I try not to stress out bro because you know there's a lot of guys that that are our age and shit like dropping bro fucking having heart attacks and and not just that you know they're not taking care of themselves you know they're not eating well and shit like that but even like you know, I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to always tell me, like, in Spanish, like, oh, you want to give me a fucking heart attack, you know? And I didn't understand that shit, you know? And, but now my kids, like, when they piss me off, I'm like, fuck, man. I start getting the chest pain or, like, <laughs> you start feeling it, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to just blow up, you know? Like, because you try telling these kids, like, stop, stop, stop. Like, my daughter, like, uh, you know, my daughter's a 4.0 student, bro. Oh, wow. You know, and, and, and fuck, she's up for expel uh, expulsion right now, you know, oh, at, at the school shit. she's at. Because, you know, she, um, you know, I mean, Cause she has a little attitude, bro. You know, she, she does. She has a fucking attitude. She's like her mom and me, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it's a bad mix. You know what I'm saying? As it is, her mom has a temper. I do. And so I, I feel bad for her, you know, cause she got her both fucking jeans. Yeah. But like, you know, like my daughter was in a situation where they got in a fight with a girl and her friends decided to jump in. I, I don't know why, you know, mm. I, cause I always tell my daughter anyways, I don't want you getting in a fight. You know, if you can squash something with somebody, squash it with them, you know, squash it with them. Don't get in no fights. Um, you know, just try to tell him, hey, man, I don't want to get in trouble because I want to graduate this and that because she's in middle school, bro. Mm. And, you know, she's going to be going to high school next year. But I guess I guess this girl hit my daughter. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I told my daughter straight up. If somebody fucking hits you, you know, you better hit them back, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't let somebody hit you, man, because once you let somebody you punk you out like that, you know, I mean, they're going to always do it. You know, at least at least if you're going to get your ass kicked, at least get some hits in them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, that's what I teach my daughter. I don't know if that's the right way. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we go to a therapist and gonna say, no, that's the wrong way to <laughs> yeah. do it. Mr. Romero, you know, <laughs> that's not right. That's child abuse, whatever. But no, I, I just, you know, I I don't want, the, I mean, I don't want them getting treated like that because, yeah. you know, I'm sure, pretty sure in school you saw, bro, there's, there's some asshole kids, bro. You know, yeah. I mean, there's some asshole kids and they, they, they take that shit far. And especially now it's even worse now with the, with the cell phone shit, I mean, there's kids recording you now and, mm -hmm. and talking shit and all that. So, I mean, I, I don't think I would have been able to handle that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that we were born in the era that we needed to be born in, man. Because, yeah, these kids have it bad right now. Oh, dude. hell yeah. Just imagine if you were getting in a fight and imagine if you got fucked up. 
That sucks. That hurts your pride a lot. Now imagine that that shit ends up on Worldstar. Yep, it's exactly. so possible for mm-hmm. it to happen. Because if you go to Worldstar right now, every day there's like 20 new videos, and those are at least 20 people that are now living online, infamous. Right, you know? right. There's right. one that I I just seen this dude. I don't know if he was drunk or something, but he was in a liquor store and he like smacked some girl on the ass, and then the girl's boyfriend he beats his ass in in the uh, the liquor store. Oh, so then I seen man. another video where that same guy is outside, the one that touched the girl's ass, and he's like, "No, nah, fuck that guy. I'm gonna fuck him up." And he gets fucked up like four times more. Oh shit! So this guy got drunk, went to this liquor store, and now he's all over the internet you know his phone's blowing up right now i saw you get fucked up you know and it's just that's scary man and it's it's sad dude uh these kids have a lot of a lot of stress you know at very young ages dude oh yeah definitely i don't think i fucking like me personally i don't think me and my friends the guys i used to hang out with fucking we would have got arrested, bro, because <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that phone shit wasn't there fucking back in the days. Like, fuck, we just had pagers, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just glad nobody, we didn't have Snapchat or any of that shit. Because I think, honestly, bro, we would have gotten some big fucking trouble. I mean, just the stupid shit we were doing. Like, like, like nowadays, it's something else, you know? So it's yeah. like, I'm just glad that there's no evidence of the stupid shit I did back in the day. Times have definitely changed, man. Now, do you feel like that the, your temper, do you feel like it's... Like a like a like a illness kind of because the reason I say this is because one of my buddies told me this right. So you could have any kind of other illness and you'll always have people that are like, they're they're sympathetic towards you, right? But right. if you have an anger problem, you're just a fucking asshole, right? You know? right. But I have I have anger sometimes too. I have a very short fuse, and I'm just like I don't want to be like this. Right. I don't right. want to snap every time somebody cuts me off on the freeway or something like that. But it's just you feel like that rage coming inside of you and, and it's it's not right. I don't want to feel like that, you know? <laughs> okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute. We all know that there's tons of places you can buy your car parts at, but when you really need help, who's in your corner? When you need parts for your Honda, you need to visit HeelToeAuto.com. Since 2002, Hilto has built a reputation for service and support. Let me repeat that, guys. Since 2002, it's 2020 right now. That's a long time of experience, man. These social media slingers and copycat web stores can't match Hilto's professionalism. Hilto even offers a complete OEM store for all your genuine parts needs. Whether it's for show, race, or just a badass daily, remember that HiltoAuto.com is in your corner. And guys, if you're on Instagram, make sure you check them out at Hilto Automotive. Please, please go to their page right now, add them, and comment that you heard them on Downtime with Downstar podcast. Next up is Downstar. Downstar is the premium leader in dress-up hardware and engine bay accessories. We have all the nuts and bolts for all your screwing and nutting needs. From engine kits, transmission kits, mount kits, clutch lines, brake kits, t-shirts, skateboards, hats, lighters damn we got it all we we actually have too much guys so if you can please come over and buy some stuff at downstarring.com or check us out at instagram at downstar make sure you give us a follow now back to the show yeah you know what like the anger thing i think it like it is kind of um you could probably say it, it's uh i don't know what you can call it but fucking for me personally and like what i've seen like me i mean People probably tell you I'm full of shit if they if you ask them, but I mean I always consider myself a real nice guy. Mm-hmm. I've always been a real nice guy. I love to help people out. 
you know, I'll fucking, I'll do whatever to help people out, you know, because that's, that's just the kind of heart I have, you know, like I'll, I'll do a bunch of shit and, 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 you know, just like, just to show love to people. But I think like the, the anger that comes with me is like just accumulation of like helping people out and getting fucking lied to. I'm pretty sure like you've had some real close friends of yours that, that have fucking betrayed you. you yeah. Know? I'm pretty yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I've had some people that have fucking betrayed me. I mean, some of them have even been family or your close friends. And I think all that accumulation of all that shit and, 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 you know, even like the employers too, like mm-hmm. there's times that, you know, fuck, thank God that you work for yourself. But there's times that I've, I've like busted my ass for employers and you go all out and then they tell you supposedly all oh, you need to work safe, but they know that you have to work unsafe to get the job done. And th- these motherfuckers, when something goes wrong, like, they're easy to throw you under the bus, you know, but they forget about, Hey dude, I'm over here fucking killing myself, busting my ass so you can get your fucking bonus. So your boss, your boss don't chew you out. Yeah. And you're over here fucking, fucking writing me up and fucking writing when, when I need you, you know, when something minor happens, they're like, Oh, let's write this guy up. Like, yeah. dude, did you forget? Like, cause that's the kind of person I am. Like, dude, if I take care of you, you might take care of me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that's just it. The anger thing is accumulation of like different shit that's happened in your whole life. And, and you know, because to be honest with you, bro, like, it's cool to be yourself and be a nice guy, but I learned, man, fucking being a nice guy, fuck no, man, you fucking finish last, bro. People step all over you and shit, you know, even like, fuck, 50 Cent fucking said it best, I, I was his, his um, the movie came out on it, he, he said, fucking showing love will get you killed, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's true, bro, it's fucking showing love will get you killed, like, I mean, you can't show that much love to people, like, like even a female, like, my, my mom told me this, like, don't ever, she told me in Spanish, hey, Jorge, Nunca le des el, and you can translate it in English. Like she told me, like, hey, Jorge, nunca le des el, el todo tu amor o el dinero a una mujer, you know, which means don't ever give a woman all your money or all your love. Don't, and that's fucking true. Even that, bro, you know, yeah. you got to keep them on their feet and shit. You know, you got to keep you got to keep them halfway, you know, because you can't really put a woman. I know women talk shit about putting them on a pedestal and all that. And I tell my daughters, you know, yeah, be, be queens, you know, but in reality, though, like. If you put a woman up here, bro, like they start fucking like, oh, fuck him, you know, like, you know, he's too nice and shit. Like, I mean, yeah, they're never content sometimes. Like I, I trip out sometimes like women, like you, you could be the nicest guy and they, they don't like that shit, bro. Like they want you to be an asshole. I mean, I don't know, bro. It's just, I'm still trying to figure women out, bro. I'm 47 <laughs> years old. I'm still trying to figure women out, bro. I think everybody is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they'll throw curveballs all the fucking <laughs> all day long. Everything will be fine, bro. And like, well, this, well, I remember you were talking to that bitch in fucking 2012. <laughs> Like, really, man? I thought we were over that shit. You went to counseling, man. Come on. Shit. Yeah, I feel you, dude. And then sometimes, you know, I feel the same way that you do. You know, you do things for people. And then maybe when a circumstance comes around that you need somebody in your corner and they're not aware to be found, you know? Right. But then I see it sometimes from my point of view that there are certain people that they're always there for me. So I'm never worried about them being there for me. I kind of just take advantage of it. And you shouldn't. You should never take advantage of anybody or any situation that you're in, but it's just normal. Not even people, right. just like your job. You know, two weeks ago, people were thinking right now, oh, yeah, I ha- I'm going to have enough money to pay for my rent. I got my taxes in. Let me just right. fucking go ball out right now. But then it comes time. You're like, oh, shit, because you're assuming that you were still going to be at work, you know? So it, it's just, it's definitely hard, man. And as much as you want people to see like the good that you do 
I think it's you have to see the good that other people are doing, you know, and that's what I try to do as much as possible because, bro, I used to be a way shittier person than I am now. And it took me going through bad circumstances and people treating me like shit to realize like, yo, I've treated somebody like that before. So I'm at right now, today, I'm overly nice to everybody right, that I right. can be. I'm putting that shit in like a, in in the bank account, you know, the <laughs> karma bank account. Right, right. Definitely. Because I, I'm I'm trying to encourage people when they're trying to do good because of all these things that I'm doing now are things that I wish somebody did for me in the past, but they never did. You know, it's it's hard, man. Especially like the thing with a with a anger management dude that's right that's not something that somebody can control and they right. just want to be a dickhead all the time no there's something else that's rooted in it you know and once you find out what that is then you can kind of like attack it you know but then you already have that stigma <laughs> in you yeah well you know what i mean i mean i've always had a um i mean i've always been i've always had like an anger problem though it's, it's always been anger and and because i'm a real passionate emotional guy too because like like when there's something I like or I like doing, like I'm fucking passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you gotta be, bro. I mean, if you're gonna, if you you if you want to do something right, you gotta go all out 100. percent You know what I'm saying? I'm not the kind of guy like I get pissed off. Like if I go to work and like I only give like 80 percent and like we fuck up and shit, I'm like I, I'm pissed off at the mm -hmm. end of the day because it's kind of, it's like a sport to me. Like I've always had that sport mentality though. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta go all out. Like it's all about numbers. You know? Because that's yeah. a lot of companies. You know, it's all about numbers. If you're winning and, and everything's fine and everybody's happy, like you're cool, you know. But I've always had that fucking like passion and and emotion. And I think when things don't go my my way, I'm fucking like uh, I, I'm passionate about it. I'm, emo I'm emotional about yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's why there's certain things I don't even like to talk about because I, I get emotional about it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, but it, anybody that knows me, I, I've always been that kind of fucking person i'm straight up with people i i tell them the way i feel and if they fuck me over i tell them yeah you did this to me you know you fucking hurt me you know I mean, yeah shit, you know um, it's, yeah it's crazy that you say emotion man because i feel like that's where a lot of uh you know males problems lie in because we're always known to like not show emotion right you know if you show emotion you're weak but that emotion is going to manifest into something else. And those things it's going to manifest into are probably traits that are not desirable from people. You know, when somebody would do something bad to me, you know, if I cut them off or whatever, uh, they just think like, oh, you're you're an asshole. But if I was able to sit down with them, right. like, look, when you did this and you didn't invite me to the party, it really hurt my feelings because we were friends, you know? <laughs> but then you sound, yeah, then you yeah, look yeah. at it from the other way and you're like, damn, I sound like a bitch right now. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's hard, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've actually fucking, like, I've, I've changed a lot, bro, because, fuck, I used to be like a straight, straight asshole before, you know? I mean, it was just, but it was years of, of like anger and all that shit. But more like me, like the way I am now is like, I just give a person one chance, bro. Just yeah. one chance. After that, they fuck up. I mean, to me, it's easy, bro, because, I mean, I've cut off family, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've cut off family. And, and I think it's true what, what they say is like, if people are toxic with you and all that shit, you got to cut, you got to cut those kind of people off, bro. I mean, yeah. you cannot be around. I'm sure you, I'm sure like, fuck, you've learned, bro. You, you got to cut anything that's negative, toxic. You gotta, you gotta get rid of that shit, bro. You, you cannot be, and I've cut some of my homies, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That were always like, oh no, like these time, hey, fucking, why do you drive to LA? Fuck that place. And I'm thinking like, dude, I got a family, bro. I mean, yeah. it's a real good job. It's a real good company. And like, like I, I don't need someone telling me that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. like, fuck, I don't need, fuck, maybe this guy doesn't like it that I'm, 
making good money in LA. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I, I gotta cut this guy loose, man. I mean, I love the guy, whatever. I want to talk to him, but I mean, for, I don't need that negative bullshit. You know what I'm saying, bro? Because I'm at the end of the day, bro. I'm just trying to take care of my family. You know, just yeah. just like you are, bro. You're trying to take care of your family, and I'm doing. I'm the kind of guy like I fucking um, you know. If I gotta fucking die, bro. If I gotta fucking die in a car accident to go to LA to feed my family, I'm gonna do it, bro. I mean, it's for my kids. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the way I am, and I'm real passionate about it. And like, I mean, I don't want to let my family down. And that's everybody questioned me. How can we work in LA? And I'm like, how can we move down there? And I'm like, nah, because I want to live in 805, bro. I love Ventura County, you know. And, yeah. But hey, if I have to, if I have to go, a perfect example too, a Mambo, bro. Fucking Mambo didn't have a job, you know. Mm-hmm. Fucking back in the 90s. That fool was out fucking slanging uh, fucking CDs, bro, at the, at the swap meet, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I hooked up with people with the same mentality and all that shit, that, the same drive. Because fucking believe it or not, like, people like Mama, bro, that, that motherfucker, he's, a, he's, always, he's always on the go, bro. He's a hard worker, bro. He works fucking 15, 16, 17-hour days, bro. I mean, that guy's a, if, if it was, a, if you look at the dictionary of the fucking workaholic, Fucking Mambo's picture would be right there, bro. Cause that motherfucker, he's always been like that, though. Yeah. He he he's a hustler, bro. He'll he'll fucking he'll go pick up cans, bro, if he has to, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's the, but that's that's an awesome attitude to have, though, bro. Cause he'll do whatever he has to do to take care of his family. That's that's the kind of work ethic too that I saw. You know, hanging around Mambo, I was like, fuck, this motherfucker has an awesome work ethic, man. I mean, he'll be DJing, and then he'll go he'll, he'll go to the swap meet and sell his CDs. Then he'll go work over here. It's like, fuck. I mean, that, that, that to me, I fuck, I respect that shit, bro. You know? Yeah, no, definitely, man. Especially when it comes to your family, like nothing comes besides that. You know, right. no, no friends, no nothing like that. No, come out to BJ's and let's go drink or whatever. <laughs> like, nah, dude, I got to take care of this. And when your situation starts to to grow and theirs doesn't, you know, and your responsibilities are growing and they're they're just living their same life. Of course, it's easy for them to say, "Ah, oh, no, fuck that, come do this." But they don't have; they're not walking in your shoes. They don't have the right. weight that you're carrying and. Uh, you get that feeling as a man like yo i have to make this happen if this doesn't if i don't make this happen no one's gonna make that happen and my family is gonna suffer and that is way more important than hanging out with friends or anything like that you know and i've gone through those situations and it just i it took me to have to sit down and just think like you know what does this person bring to my life let's let's put everything together and are we on the more of the negative or are we on the positive? When we hang out, are we talking about new ideas, new things to do, projects? Or are we talking about, oh, this person did this, this, that, like gossip kind of shit. Any of that right. shit, I don't need that. You know, me and my wife, we could gossip and that's <laughs> that's all I need, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you you just have to be around like-minded people and whatever your journey is, wherever you're trying to go, you get those people around. And if you don't have anybody like that, should better be by yourself than to have some oh, people that are yeah. going to hold you back, you know? Fuck yeah, I definitely agree with that, man. So uh, let's get to your um, your radio career. Or what What was first? Was it the radio or was it being on the news? I was actually, uh, I, I started with the radio. Okay. And uh, what's funny, we, we, got, we talked about it on the podcast too, like the first episode when I, I actually started on, on uh, like episode 11. Uh-huh. And so... Um, one of the things that started out when when when, when I was doing journalism at Ventura College is that you know fuck Mambo asked me to be part of his morning show you know it was him and him and two other people at uh, fuck Q one four seven at the time mm-hmm. and uh, actually when I started doing radio there I wasn't stutter like my name was Stuttering Dick mm. now the only reason why they call me Stuttering Dick because you know because like a lot of us have that bad habit of calling people Dick like yeah <laughs> hey what's up Dick hey what's up Dick 
So like they wanted a reason to use the word <laughs> dick, you know, so they would always call me dick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, fuck to get away with it, you know what I'm saying? Cuz you can't you can't cuss on the radio yeah. and shit. So fucking I did that for about a year, bro. I did that but like I said, we we had a blast. I mean, that, at the time we were doing stunts like I was doing a bunch of stupid shit, you know, on the streets and I mean, it was fucking not that I look back, it was fucking embarrassing, you know what I'm saying? But it, we fuck we had a blast though, What bro, were some you know of the saying? stunts you would do? Ah uh, shit, they uh let me see like the worst one for me was like in valentine's day i, I fucking dress up in a diaper with a fucking had my shirt off and i'm not the i'm not the i don't have the best physique in 805 bro you know <laughs> i've always been a chubby kid you know what i'm saying so you know i had fucking long highs hanging out everywhere and like you know thank god snap snapchat wasn't around or any of that shit you know i would yeah. hate to look at the memes nowadays yeah. you know so i was just doing stupid shit like that with my you know fucking walking around with a diaper on victoria avenue and oh, and uh i was uh Oh, I wrote a. Let me see. What else did I do? I, I, you know, I, I can't even remember, bro. I used to do a bunch of stupid stunts on that on that show, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I did that from two thousand to two thousand and one, and no, I like well, no, you know, like two thousand and one to two thousand two, and then that's when Rico came back from Las Vegas. Gotcha. And that's when we started the Rico and Mama Morning Show. So I did that from all the way to two thousand and ten, uh, two thousand two to two thousand five. We were at Q one hundred four seven. Uh huh. And you know it, it was us four. It was, it was fuck me, Rico, Mamo, and DJ Wicked. Oh, okay. Cool. And that fuck that shit was fun. You know that that was just you know because it was four guys from four small towns. You know because Wicked from because Wicked was from Carpinteria. Okay. And I you know fuck I knew Wicked too. You know as a kid. Oh, he, did you? Yeah, because he went to school with my uh, with my older sisters. Got you. So like I knew him because he's always been known as a DJ in Carpinteria. So and plus he played football. You know in Carpinteria, so mm -hmm. everybody knew that who he was, and he already had a name. And of course, I fucking always knew fucking Mambo. And then, like, I knew a Rico, but I didn't, I, I never really knew a Rico, you know, because he lived in Fillmore. So um, we did radio from 2002 to th 2005. And then fucking, and then out of nowhere, bam, we fucking fuck went to the vibe to, to 103.3, mm. you know, uh, yeah. from 2000 and was it 2005 to 2009? I was on there. Hip Hop Mas. Hip Hop Mas. And fucking that to me was like, like, like the funnest job because fucking mambo was our boss you know yeah. what i'm saying oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he let me get away with fucking murder you know what i'm saying so that, yeah <laughs> so that was fucking like probably the funniest shit because like because you know because mama never wrote me up you know he was just laugh at me like dude don't be doing this shit fool like you know he take me to the office like hey dick you can't be doing this shit dog. all right dog i'm sorry man i'm sorry dog. I'll, I'll fucking never do it again i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. so i you know i got away with a bunch of shit you know but fucking mama was 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 fucking um you know he was our boss and shit and that to me was the funnest you know being at the vibe and then uh, in 2005, they uh, when I started the vibe, um, you know, fucking we hooked up with fucking KYT with Friday Football Focus. Okay. So I started interviewing kids every Friday night on uh, from different locations, you know, and I did that from uh, 2000 and 2005 to like even when we stopped radio in 2009, I did it for like four more years. So I did it up to like 2013. Wow. So I I, I did KYT now, and you know what? Like a lot of people don't know, but um, you know our newscast team was like we won an emmy so you know so so you could say that fucking oh i'm an emmy award winning emmy fucking award sports. winning yeah exactly stutter. i mean hey well you know what i mean fuck like i never got the uh trophy and shit whatever but it's like the lakers bro if you're on the lakers and you win a championship you're That's a fucking it. champion right everybody bro everybody All won staff exactly if so you're on payroll yeah so the main guys got it but it was our news team you know from friday football focus so and I was part of it, so I mean that to me was like a, a big accomplishment. Like I said, because it's a fucking, I'm a son of an immigrant, and yeah. fucking, you know, I, I just learned English in uh, 
fourth grade because I didn't even know English, bro. I didn't learn till I was in fourth grade. No shit. Yeah, bro. No shit, bro. Because, bro, because if you're at home with two parents that are from X, all they spoke was Spanish, bro. Like they didn't speak Spanglish, bro. Yeah. They just straight out Spanish, and that and it wasn't even like the like the real Spanish because they because my parents just went to to school to like they were like second or third grade in Mexico, so they didn't really speak um like. The proper Spanish, you know, it was like slangs, ghetto Spanish, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they didn't really know it. So I just knew fucking English, I mean, Spanish up until fourth grade until I was in Carpinteria and I was one of the few Mexican kids and they had a bilingual class. And that, yeah. that's the only reason I, I learned English, bro. But I, I didn't know a lick of English, bro. I, I still don't know, bro. I'm still trying to learn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, shit, you know? Wow, dude. What part of Mexico were they from? Uh, they're from Guanajuato. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've only been there one time, bro. I was there when I was a kid, and I never gone back, but I need to go back, man, because fucking my dad has three houses over there, so fuck, I need to go back and fucking tell him to pay rent. You know <laughs> <laughs> tell my family members to pay rent because they, they, they be living for free because my, my parents passed away like 13 years ago, So, but they got three homes in, in Mexico, but they got family living there, so I'm not going to go over there and like, kick him out or anything you know that's not that's not something that my dad would want you know yeah, and yeah, i'm gonna respect yeah. that you know what i'm saying even though i can you know but you know i'm gonna respect that i wouldn't do that but i'm gonna tell him hey you guys need to fucking break bread you know something <laughs> or something At least a man. good meal that's exactly some, uh, something some tamales or something dude. yeah exactly. give me a hundred pack <laughs> <laughs> so what made you want to get into journalism at um, the college well I've always you know fucking when i was a kid i always said when i was a kid i mean any, anybody that knows me i always I was always reading the Ventura County Star, bro. Mm. All the time, I was always reading the Ventura County Star, or I would e I would read fucking La Opinion, the one in Spanish, because mm -hmm. my dad got it. Mm -hmm. So I was always reading Spanish and English journalism. So I fucking fell in love with sports. And then, like at the time when I lived in Carpinteria, they had a real successful football team. You know, they had won like four straight CIF championships. You know, oh nice. So they were known as like a football town. So I got into the high school football thing, and I, I fell in love with it. You know, and I wanted to. F I I fell in love with sports even more. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, I, I always said, fuck it. I remember when I was a kid, like some of my buddies, like we'd be in high school, we'd be watching football focus and I, and I would always tell people like, Hey man, fucking when I get older, I'm going to be on the show watch. You know, oh see? shit. And they'll be like, shut the fuck up fool. You're full of shit. You know, yeah. my friends would just laugh, you know, like whatever, fool, shut up. Yeah. You know, you know, typical friends like shut up fool. Don't you ain't gonna do very shit. Very supportive. Yeah. Very supportive. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're like, yeah. especially you. I mean, cause I don't, you know, cause Cause the name stutter, like I used to have a real bad stuttering problem when I was a kid, like real bad. Like it was a, but what was funny was, is that, um, I used to stutter worse when I it was in Spanish, when I would get to the P words, mm -hmm. I'd be like, beep, 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 like, you know, I'd be fucking stuttering like bad, yeah. like real bad. So, um, you know, I got to conquer that. I got to conquer that shit in college, bro. Cause I took a speech class mm -hmm. and they just told me like, well, you don't really have a stuttering problem. Like you know just slow down like kind of like i'm talking right now like yeah just slow down it's just that your thinking's too fast and yeah. that's why you stutter so just you know so there's kids that stutter out there like don't try to talk fast like me it's like just fucking slow down you know just talk and you can conquer it you know but i don't like to talk fucking slow you know i like to fucking talk fast and like you know loud and shit you know so yeah. that's where i get the i get the more of the stutter but um i used, like i said i used to stutter a lot and fucking i conquered it in, in college and and in college, I, I got into journalism because I wanted to be a sports reporter, you know, because I said, I'm, I'm going to do fucking football focus, mm -hmm. you know, but the, you know, I, I, I got to give props again to my, to my fucking, to my radio fan, man, fucking Rico Mambo, because, you know, the, the, if it wasn't for them, bro, they're the ones that got, they gave me the shot, yeah. you know, to be their sports reporter. And I was able to do, I, I, I was able to accomplish my, 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 my fucking goals. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I wish I would have got a million dollars and shit, you yeah. know, but <laughs> make some fucking big time cash, you know, but 
um, you know, I was able to uh, to do what I wanted to do, and that and that was my goal, bro. I mean, it, it was even, you know, because my brother was trying to get me to go to university too and shit, and I kind of wanted to, bro. But I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not a school guy, bro. I just I think I have ADD or some shit because yeah. I can't be somewhere and be listening to a teacher and and pay attention. Like, yeah, I'm like fuck this shit. You know, I don't want to pay attention. You know, so that's and plus I get I have anxiety too. You know, like I don't want to be around. Like I don't want to be there. You know, I get anxious and shit. You know, so mm. I didn't want to go to school. You know, so I didn't want to go to college and shit. And so, you know, it, it was the journalism thing. I, I did like it, but I kind of didn't like it because um, I didn't like writing articles and my editor, which was like totally different like they would always change up my my articles and shit and i didn't like oh. it because i wanted to be my style you know what i'm saying but these editors were like oh you can't use this what's this word what's this word and i was like well i'm trying to be kind of like i want to use a little bit of slang you know because that's that's who yeah, i am you know yeah, yeah. but they, they always changed up my shit and all and i was like i don't want to do this and you know it just wasn't like i think maybe if i was it if i was doing communications at oxnard I probably would have succeeded better there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's Oxnard, you know what I'm saying? But there at VC is, I mean, I, I don't even know if they still have a journalism. Do they, do they still have it there? I'm or no? not sure. Well, at the time when I was doing, I, I just like, it wasn't the right fit for me. You know, yeah. I, I didn't like them changing my, changing my articles. And then, uh, and then too, when you're taking that course, like you just can't write about sports. You got to go write about other shit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't, I can't write about fucking all this other shit like it doesn't interest me you know i just want to write about sports yeah but you can't you got to write about everything else so um i did that and i just didn't like it bro i, I didn't like it but when i started doing radio I, I i fell in love with radio and then when i was doing tv like that shit was like awesome like i had a freaking blast doing that you know so when you were on the radio and you were doing sports reports you were able to do it however you wanted to do it yeah bro i was i was able to do it i was able to do it in spanglish and, and you know, <laughs> use english and spanish i mean you know because nobody was doing that shit bro. Yeah. you know and that's one thing that a lot of people forget like fucking rico mambo really like you know f- for being fucking mexican-american bro like they really fucking raised the, the bar bro and yeah they, hell yeah they put us on the map bro they did and then you know one day when they retire you know because it, it kind of sucks bro because you know when we fucking die or, or something happens to us like that's when people start seeing like oh those motherfuckers were legends and definitely all that shit. but you know like those two motherfuckers are legends bro because they they put they let it be known that we're, that fucking we're out there you know yeah and like that to me was like it, 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 it it's big time bro they really done a lot for like for for not just the 805 but like you know for being that that kid bro that that you know your parents are from mexico and shit i mean because fucking rico mambo's parents are like they're from mexico bro you know they they crossed over here or they came here legally or illegal and look at their kids bro they did some big things over here and fucking rico his family's pretty successful bro he has he has family in law enforcement and shit and fuck mambo's family's successful too like so they fucking did big things bro but rico mambo really they really put it out there for us bro and i think they've really been it's been great for you know especially being us that we for for the mexican-american kid that didn't really have a lot of um you know like, like a lot of people to look up to you know when you're when you're young but fucking those guys put it down bro and they, yeah. they fucking really gave us uh you know they they've been great role models for for the mexican-american kid definitely man they're def- they're a huge uh, staple here in the 805 and um when mambo he first started following me on instagram and i'm like oh shit <laughs> That's fucking Mambo from Rico and Mambo, you know? And then uh, 
he hit me with a DM to be on the uh, the the fri- the local Friday. The local Friday, yeah. And when he sent me that, I was like, oh my goodness. Dude, the days coming up to it, I was just so nervous. The night before, <laughs> you know, my my wife, she bought me a new sweater for my birthday. Oh, I was like, shit. I'm going to wear this. Up. Yeah. Oh, I was so pumped, dude. And once I went in there, it just it just felt like I've known them forever, which I have. Right, but right. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't know they me, didn't know but I knew them. Um. Um, now, like, did you feel kind of nervous when you got there? Because, I mean, like, one thing I've noticed that when, when, like, Rico, Mom, see, like, a lot of people don't understand, but when you go in there, like, an interview, like, they don't like to talk to anybody because they want to save all their material yeah. until they get on the mics, you know? So, a yeah. lot of times, like, when people would go, they'd be like, well, these guys are, like, stuck up because they're not talking, but, you know, and I would tell them, like, no, dude, just wait. Yeah. When you get on the mic, because they don't want to talk about anything, they'd rather talk about it on the air. Yeah. So, they save it for the air. So, it's crazy because, like, like they're all quiet and shit like all like they don't even acknowledge you and shit but once they get you on the air like the magic is like bam like a fucking yeah like a fire just starts you know and like they should start fucking it's crazy how they work bro but they they got it down so good like i it, it like it amazes me like i don't think i could do a fucking radio show every day like i could probably just bullshit for a while yeah but like they just like they know how to keep it going like back and forth and like it's just like magic, you know, when, when both of them go at it. Yeah, no, it, um, their chemistry together is awesome. Right. And to, over 20 years together, that's bound to happen, you know. It's just, it's something that I would definitely want to work towards to have that um, that chemistry, not with somebody else, but, you know, with a guest or something. The, the power that you have to be able to have somebody sit down and make them feel comfortable and make them feel like wanting to open up, like, I, I'm, I, I want that. That's right. what I'm striving towards, you know. So when I went to there and when I went to do it, I already knew I was already doing podcasting. So I kind of understood like when I have somebody in for a podcast, like when you came, you know, there's it's just small talk. But I don't want to talk about anything in depth because I want to get it on the podcast. Right. right. So I kind of knew already. But no, do they they showed they showed a lot of love. Like I was I felt like their friend. Right. You right. know, <laughs> so then after that, then uh, we exchanged numbers or things like that. And um, then I ended up having both of them on the podcast. Oh, and I told him, I was like, dude, this is so huge for me, bro. <laughs> I remember getting driven to Eel Green listening to you guys on the radio, you know, and Damn. now I have my like podcast, my radio right, show and right, you guys right. are on like this is huge, you know, but it's just for somebody that they're still in it, you know, they're, they're very, um, they're very humble, right, you know? Right. So when you tell them things like that, it's ah, oh, you know, but it's definitely true, you know, and it, it's good to give people their flowers while they're still here oh, yeah, because, definitely. you know, when somebody passes away, everybody comes, Oh my God, he inspired me to do this and he do was this. A legend, he was there. That. He saved my life. <laughs> I'm like, tell them now, exactly. you know, guys, if there's somebody right now that comes to your mind, when we say that, just shoot them a text, yep. you know? Cause it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're all trying to do good. We're all trying to do our best and we all would love to motivate somebody to be their best self. Right. right. So if you can give somebody that, that feeling while they're still here instead of, so their family could hear, but then they don't get to hear, <laughs> you know, just text your homie and just say, Hey man, I appreciate you or whatever. Right. It, it definitely feels good. But those guys have done so much for the community and just to be able to call them a friend. It's an honor because like they've been a part of my life shit ever since I could remember, <laughs> you know? Yep. Definitely, man. It's yeah. good times, man. So, um, when you started working at the radio, what did you feel like 
your strong point was did you did you feel like this is what you wanted to do um with journalism yeah well you know what um yeah because i was able to be myself man yeah because you know um like a lot of times you know because there is a difference you know between stutter and, and fucking george romero who, who i really am you know but fuck stutter has always been like a, a kind of part of me because I, like i've always been known as a shit talker you know like i like to talk shit and and i'm kind of glad that i was you know fucking brought up with a with a fucking big group of friends that that like live to talk shit like it was always the fat guys you know what i'm saying because yeah. th those are the guys that could talk shit because they talk shit to each other you know so i was always like i always had that fucking thick skin you know so that to me was my stronghold like talking shit and yeah. like like when i got on the radio like i was i was kind of happy because i was able to be i was able to be myself and mambo allowed me like because that's who he wanted he's like because i would always be like well who do you want me to be for I, <laughs> I mean fuck, i don't know what to do i mean he's like nah dude, just be yourself yeah just be yourself and he always knew that like he he always knew what he was gonna get so to me it was kind of it's an honor like to think now like fuck this fool he must have really think something of me you know because yeah. he got me on the radio and shit you know because he knew what i was capable of doing and i just did what what he told me to do and like yeah just be yourself we'll be be that shit talker george you know the, the one <laughs> Paul, you know yeah. talk shit fool be yourself so i was able to do it and i was i was happy because i was getting paid to talk shit and you know all just just all the perks in radio bro i mean there's i mean I, I don't know how it is now but just back then like all the perks bro all the free shit like even you know because i, I kind of see the club the club scene is like dead now right it's not really popping no more yeah. but back in the days like all everything like they were giving they would give you fucking free bottle everything bro like everything was free like i, I never got to pay anything like we go to all the events for free i mean i was a big sports guy so i was i was always going to the fights they would give me a credential oh shit. i was always going to vegas going to staples center i was going like to like fuck, fuck one of my great memories bro like I got to meet like Kobe and Shaq, Carl Malone and Gary Payton, you know, when they played together. Yeah. And, but at the time, um, this girl I went with was working at the station, you know, like rest in peace to Nancy. Um, she was working with me at the radio station and she took her, her Kodak camera, you know, the old school ones, you know, yeah. this was back in 2004 or 2005. I'm not sure. And she ended up losing it, bro. So I never got a chance to see that picture, but I got, oh. I got to take a picture with all four of them, you know, and even with, with fucking Phil Jackson, I took a picture with them. And so like, I was able to go to all that shit. You know, I went to, I went to all the big fights cause I'm a big boxing fan, you know? Yeah. So I went to the Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture fight. I had rings, bro. Like I, I actually was like, I was real cool with Dana White. Like when he first launched UFC, mm -hmm. like they were always calling our radio station. Like, Hey man, fucking, you know, we're, we're martial arts, this and that. But at the time boxing was popping. So we were kind of like, I mean, I was kind of like, fuck me and mama were kind of like, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, cause fucking Chuck Liddell was always ar around here all the time. Yeah. You know, at the time he was the face of the UFC. Yeah. So, you know, he fucking went to another station and they, they got big, but he came to us first. Fucking Dana White was at Q one four seven like all the time, what? and he was he was taking Chuck Liddell there all the time. And like I remember, he gave me like forty pairs, forty pairs of UFC tickets, and like we gave them out. But the majority of ones, like since we didn't give them out, I took like fucking twenty five of my friends to the Randy Couture Chuck Liddell fight. Yeah, you know, and I was pretty tight with Chuck Liddell for a while, and and like that's the kind of shit that I love doing, even with like Fernando Vargas and all the, like all the fighters, the Garcias and all them. Like, like we were fucking, we got tickets or credentialed to all those events. So we were always going everywhere. So that's that, that's the shit I miss. Like yeah. all the free shit. Like you know Hell what I'm saying. Yeah. Like and even in Vegas, like when you, when they would ha when there be like a big fight in Vegas, like the like the Vargas Trinidad, uh -huh. um, fucking they credentialed you, and then the AMGM Grand gives you a room, so you have like a suite, bro, like for the press. Whoa. So it was me and like somebody else in there, like fucking partying all weekend, and you know just go in there and record, and, you know get a couple of interviews and shit, a couple of drops, and 
and we're straight, you know? And so that, that shit was like badass because we were able to go like to all those events. And that to me was like probably the best shit Fuck. for me, you know? I got to meet all these people and got to meet Mike Tyson and shit, you know? And like, because like I said, I'm a big boxing fan, but we got to meet like a lot of great athletes. Like the only guy that I did meet and he was kind of a dick was fucking Michael Jordan, man. I oh, mean, really? That guy was an asshole, bro. I've heard that. Yeah, uh, he uh, he was actually alone in the in the he was actually alone in the elevator. It was just me and him and his bodyguard. That was it. Nobody else. And I asked him, "Hey, man, hey, uh, I asked politely, hey, Mr. Jordan, I don't um, I don't mean to bother you.' And I had fucking Jordans on. I don't mean to bother you, but could you sign my Jordans and shit? Because I had a black marker with uh-huh. me, and he didn't want to. And I'm like, can I take a picture with you? No, no, no. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, what a fucking asshole, you know? Wow. How but, was Tyson? Tyson was cool as fuck. You know, he, he put his arm around me and he took a picture with me and everything. So everything was cool with Tyson. I, yeah. I actually thought he was going to be that asshole, you know? Yeah. But nah, man, but he was the coolest guy though. Fucking Mike Tyson was. Do you, um, do you listen to his podcast? No, actually I, I listened to one of them with, when he had, uh, who's that guy that he had on there? The, the guy from, uh, fuck whack 100. You oh, okay. Big gotcha. drama yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I checked it out because I'm a big like death row <laughs> guy, so I like to follow the the, the death row shit. Now, Whack One Hundred is kind of affiliated with like Suge Knight, so when I heard that, I mean, like, was that shit true? Or was that a big lie? Uh they were actually talking about it on the episode today. He had an episode. Well, it wasn't today, but it was one that I clicked on it with uh, Noriega, and Noriega asked him about it, and he just said like oh wax a cool guy but they kind of changed the subject so still he didn't confirm if it was real or it was fake it's still like up in the air but when i heard that i was like oh no wax can get fucked up right now hey because i got to still fight man i I saw him shadow boxing last year yeah fucking fucking old mac is still fight man yeah I, i wouldn't even fuck with him you know yeah you should listen to his podcast bro because he's he's changed so much as a person like the person that he used to be like he says he hates that person dude because really? yeah he changed the the way he thinks and everything changed after he smoked um the stuff the secretion from some sort of frog Oh, so it's shit, the, really? the stuff that comes off of the. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, but it I comes haven't. off of a frog, and then they they dry it out, and then you like smoke it or whatever, and it gives you like um you like hallucinate, and uh, when that happens, it it opens so many other doors in your mind, and it made him hate the person that he used to be because he was fighting out of fear and anger, and he's like, I don't even like to talk about boxing. I don't watch boxing anymore. Wow. I don't like that person I used to be. And I'm like, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy that he would say that, man, because mm-hmm. honestly, like, like to me, Tyson, like if he would have never gone to jail for, for, you know, for the, for like the rape case, he probably would have been like bigger than what he was. Cause that, that guy, like, like if you had a chance to watch Mike Tyson back in the days, that guy was a fucking, that guy was really like the baddest man on the planet, man. Yeah. Like, I used to, I used to just love, it sucked that his fights ended right away, <laughs> but just that, just for him to go in there and like be throwing those uppercuts and those power shots and he knock you out. Like to me, it was awesome. But like, to me, it was, it was also sad too. Like when the fucking Amanda Holyfield thing, when he yeah, bit his ear, yeah, yeah. that shit was depressing to me, but I guess that, I guess that was a real good strategy of Amanda Holyfield to hold him, you know, until he tired him out. Cause it was a good strategy, yeah. you know. He, he that's, that's what he did to Tyson. He was holding him the whole fight because he's a bigger, more muscular guy, and he held Tyson and he waited for Tyson to gas out, and that's how he that's how he was able to knock him out. Yeah, I remember that fight. I, I don't remember any other fight that he was in. I was probably I don't know what year that was, but I know that I was I was really young. But I just remember when that happened, I was tripping out like, right? Well, I never seen anything <laughs> like that. But to this day, I'll still watch uh, clips on YouTube, and I'm 
it's like man i wish i was more uh coherent while watching these things it didn't make sense to me because i'm a kid you know watching that okay i'm gonna go play (laughs) you know right 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 but uh what did you think about uh since we're talking about boxing about um the mayweather fight versus uh victor ortiz oh shit that was a i mean i was a pretty crazy fight i thought um at the time, I thought Victor actually was like was actually doing pretty good. Actually, yeah. you know, he was getting kind of uh, he was getting. I mean, because if, if you really notice that the guys that like that Mayweather had a lot of problems with were guys that were aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. that were pretty much just straight out. Because if, if 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 you go back to YouTube, if you check out a fight, it's uh, Jose Luis Castillo against Floyd Mayweather, which a lot of people, even HBO, they thought that Castillo beat Mayweather. Mm. This was back when like fucking Mayweather was coming out probably like back in like a 98 got you it was his third year as a professional and everybody everybody the press hbo everybody said that jose Luis castillo fought if you check out that fight he was chasing mayweather the whole fight now i know mayweather is a great boxer or whatever but but that that castillo fucking punished him the whole fight mm-hmm. so i think like going back to victor ortiz like you know if even when fucking mayweather fought fucking um sma donna mm-hmm. you know he put pressure on him like i thought victor was doing real good for the first couple of rounds because he was pressuring them yeah. and all that shit. But I think, um, you know, he, uh, like he fucked up, you know, when he, uh, fucking put his guard down, man. Cause honestly, bro, like to tell you the truth, like, like a lot of people talk shit about Victor, but to me, I think Victor would like, like if he wouldn't have probably lost a couple of those fights, like, dude, he is like so talented, bro. He was probably one of the most talented fighters, like that I have seen, bro. Like in the eight Oh five that, mm-hmm. you know, that was here in the eight Oh five. Cause that guy, I mean, people forget, bro. Fucking this guy. I mean, he, he lost to Marcos Maidana, but he dropped Maidana three times, bro. That fight was going to... I was at that fight. Mm. You know, I was at that fight at the Staples Center. Yeah. And fucking... He, like, that fight was going to be over, bro. He he was going to be crowned the next boxing superstar. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And people forget, like, he, he dropped Maidana three times. Fucking Mayweather didn't even drop him one time, you know? Yeah. So that kid always had a power punch. But I think after, um, you know, like... I was pretty chicken shit of, of fucking Mayweather cheap shot him like that though, you know? Yeah. But Victor, but see Victor, it kind of bit Victor in the ass because Victor's a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking Victor's, you know, if you ever got to meet Victor, he's a real nice guy, you know? So like you trip out like, dude, this guy's a boxer. He's a, he's always smiling and shit. You know, he'll hug you and everything, bro. Hey, how you doing, bro? He's real polite and shit. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think him being too polite on that fight is what cost him the fight because he tried to he tried to give him a hug and he got sucker punched and that yeah. was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a casual boxing fan, but uh, every time that there's a good match, I'll definitely watch that. Um, and then it's always just the memorable ones that stand out, such as um, Marquez and uh, Pacquiao. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> fucking that to me was like the greatest fight of. I mean that fuck Marquez is one of my top two like greatest fighters. Oh of really? Time, I think. I mean, I think, you know, like everybody that, that says that fucking Chavez is the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. I mean, I totally disagree. You know, I, not that Chavez wasn't a great champion, but I, fuck, I think like people like Marquez and Morales, I mean, fucking those guys to me are like the top dogs because I mean, fuck, Marquez did beat a lot of good fighters, but to me, he bought, he knocked out like probably the top three like greatest fighters of all time which in, in manny packet because manny packet was bro i mean oh yeah this guy fucking destroyed everybody from 130 pounds all the way to 154 pounds i mean he fucking beat down oscar he beat down he beat down everybody bro you know what i'm saying so he was like a superman dude. yeah he was a superman bro you know what i'm saying so i think what fucking marcus just had his number though man you know what i'm saying so i to me i think marcus is like 
that win right there was like I think pretty much to me uh, fucking Marquez I think is 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 the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Really? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that one was scary, man. When that happened, I I didn't think that um, Pacquiao was gonna go down like that. Oh no, me neither, man, dude. Because all the other previous fights. Nobody was touching him. Oh hell and no! When that happened, it was like, "Whoa, this is this is changing history." Yeah. Right yep. Do you ever watch on YouTube the uh, the reactions to that fight? Oh yeah, the oh. people crying <laughs> and shit. Oh hell yeah, yeah. You know what? I fucking I sympathize for him too because you know fucking back in the days, fucking we had Chavez. You know. Yeah. And I remember when Chavez lost, dude. Fucking my dad was crying and all my uncles. They were fucking like bawling, bro. Like. Like, the first time Chavez lost to Frankie Randall when, when he got knocked down. Like, that was the first time he had ever got knocked down, like, in, in a hundred and some fight. He was, like, a hundred and some and oh. Yeah. You know? And that was the first time he got dropped. And I remember there was, like, people crying, fucking... My, my aunts were crying. Everybody was all sad. So, I know Manny Pacquiao was, like, a, he's a national hero to the Philippines, yeah. you know? So, I kind of, like, I was like, oh, fuck. Now I know, you know, fucking... I feel bad, you know, because... That's the way we felt, you know, when fucking Chavez lost. You know, I imagine Pacquiao losing yeah. and then getting, getting knocked out like that. I mean, that was a that was a fucking one of the worst knockouts I've seen. Yeah, it was bad. He was down for a minute, dude. It's um. But were you thinking that he was gonna do something to Mayweather when they fought? Yeah, you know what I thought. Um, he fucking, he was at least gonna catch Mayweather because he because he has the speed, bro. Because everybody. Everybody forgets fucking Manny Pacquiao has that blazing speed, you know? So I thought that he was at least... Because Mayweather has a lot of problems with lefties. If you look at all his fights, he had, he had with like fucking Zab Judah, the Marcus Corley, and uh, I forgot who who else, but he he's always had problems with southpaws. Mm-hmm. And I thought... And Pacquiao was a perfect guy, man, to fucking... So I don't know if his shoulder was really messed up mm-hmm. or if... You know, because it, it's hard beating Mayweather, bro. I mean, everybody talks shit about Mayweather, but... To tell you the truth, bro, fucking, he was there toe-to-toe with Pacquiao. Yeah. He just, you can't hit him. I mean, everybody talks shit about Mayweather. Oh, he runs this and that. But if you look at Mayweather's fights with, like, Canelo and 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 all the last, and Pacquiao, all of them, he stood there in the middle of the, of the, of the fucking ring, and these guys couldn't hit him. So yeah. that's not his fault. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he's, he's, a, he's an awesome fucking defensive fighter. I mean, his, his defense is his offense. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, I think a lot of people talk shit about Mayweather, but... To me, he's definitely, definitely top five, one of the greatest fighters ever. Yeah, I was rooting for Pacquiao, dude. Um, I was really hoping that he was gonna pull something out, but yeah, there's no stopping Mayweather, dude. You know, if if you tell somebody, look, this is the game. If you're playing Monopoly or whatever, right? This is the game. These are the rules. If somebody wins, they win. No matter how they win, if they if they're able to play the game and win. They win. You can't say, oh, you didn't buy enough <laughs> apartments or whatever it is. You didn't right. buy enough houses. Like, if somebody wins, they win. And then it's just entertainment, you right. know? And he's playing the smart way, too, because the people that hate him, they're still going to support him because they're buying tickets for right, it. Right. And I'm sure out of all his recent fights, probably the last 10 or so, he's made out the best out of anybody, you know? Right, so right. it's just, you, you got to play the game right, man. And even when he decided to fight with um with McGregor like dude that was something that is that's going to live in in history oh yeah hell definitely man what do you think of that mashup do you think you would ever see something like that um UFC versus boxing no you know what I, I never thought I would see something like that but like i mean like it had to happen man because fucking McGregor even though he loses like fucking he's the man in the UFC you know yeah. i mean he brings the crowd, you know, number wise, he's the man in the UFC. Floyd's a man in boxing and, and like the way Floyd is, like he's a great businessman and like yeah. that that to me was one of the smartest moves ever. I mean, 
they didn't eclipse the the fucking Pacquiao fight, but I think they did because they I I think the pay per view numbers like fuck, go different like with boxing, but mm. with, like the UFC, they count like the whole like the whole fucking world and gotcha. shit, you know. So I think they did more because of the whole you know fuck worldwide mm-hmm. pay per view audience, but. To me, that that was like a great event for like the fight game. You know, it didn't matter if you're a UFC fan or a boxing fan. I mean, I think the UFC is more popular now actually than boxing. Mm-hmm. But um, fuck, it was it was great for the fight game. And I, I think like they should do another big event, like even like fucking Mazival against Canelo or something. I mean, that shit would be. If you can you imagine? I mean, that shit would be huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what do you like more, boxing or UFC? Um. Well, you know what, tight tooth. Like I'm, I'll stick to boxing. You know. But I do like like the UFC comes around once in a while. Like like I'll watch it, bro. Like there's a yeah. lot of great fights and shit. It's great fights, and you know what I'm saying. Like like I wasn't a big fan of it because I got caught up in the oh no, wow, fucking you like MMA. I like boxing and shit, and you know yeah, this and yeah, that. But yeah. to tell you the truth, like the, to me, the hardest motherfuckers are the MMA guys because yeah. I would I would hate to be in a bar and then fucking look to my left and there's an MMA guy there. I'd be like, oh fuck, this guy's gonna fucking break my neck or something, you know. Like, what am I going to do being a boxer? You know, I'm going to fucking jab him and shit. Hell no. He'll fucking grab my arm and fucking break it and shit. That's you know? why you got to look at the ears, bro. Oh, yeah, he exactly. Has those fucked up ears. <laughs> like, All right, you got this, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking one of my boys, too. He tried to get crazy with one of those guys one time. We were, we were at a bar and, and I saw his ears and I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up, fool. <laughs> this guy's going to fucking snap our neck. He's like, nah, fuck him, man. I'm like, dude, shut up, dude. And I, I had to grab him. Because, really? you know, yeah, because he had a bunch of boys with, like, at the time, he, a bunch of, Cats with fucking affliction shirts and shit. Oh, okay. And they had a cauliflower ear, and I was like, dude, shut the <laughs> fuck up, fool. They're going to make us tap out, dog, and they ain't going to stop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shut your mouth, homie. Fuck. Oh, man. But uh, speaking of boxing, man, there's a lot of boxers that come out of Oxnard, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Fucking it all started with, the, with fucking Robert Garcia and Fernando yeah. Vargas, man, you know? So fucking they, they put Oxnard on the map, bro. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of great artists now and artists and athletes that come out of Oxnard, but fucking those other two right there that that fucking really put auction on the map and 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 fuck, even in my town bro i mean you know uh even though he was only a fucking world champion for about three months but fucking lupe aquino from santa paula you know fuck, he was the first he was actually the very first uh champion in mature county mm-hmm. you know fuck, he was a the wbc super welterweight champion so from santa paula lupe aquino nice. so you know so he was the first champion here in the here in mature county and then fucking robert and then fernando but fucking those guys put uh fucking those guys especially robert and fernando man they they really opened the door for like a lot of fighters you know from russia from all over the world to come train in oxnard and to mm-hmm. say they're from oxnard yeah, yeah 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 and it was those two guys that really um you know put oxnard on the map and you know if there's anybody out there listening from um you know from the ventura county hall of fame i i think it's time to put um eduardo garcia which is their trainer you know, they should put him in the Ventura County Hall of Fame, bro. I mean, yeah. he's had about four or five world champions. I mean, not just Robert and Fernando, but, you know, he had f- f- Brandon Rios was a champion. Mikey Garcia is a champion. I mean, I think they got to they gotta get this guy the, the fucking Hall of Fame or something. Yeah, make it happen, dude. Yeah, make we it mean, happen, exactly. Um, Vargas did definitely put the 805 on Oh, the map. yeah, bro. What was that like when he was in his heyday around town, like going out to clubs and things like that? What would it be like when he would come through? Oh, bro, it, it was crazy, bro. That fucking that guy was a a, a big time superstar, bro. Big time superstar. I think because he even says too, like I think like the biggest mistake with Fernando was that they threw him in too fast with Trinidad, mm. you know, because he was only twenty two years old, you know. And I, I remember talking to one of his uh, uh, uh rival promoter, fucking Bob Arum. He he was saying that if he would have promoted Fernando, because. 
because Bob Aram was Oscar De La Hoya's promoter, and he was saying like, "Fuck, I wish I would have had Fernando because, fucking, I would have actually like, cause he, cause Mayweather and Pacquiao are smart. Cause if if you think about it, that fight's been marin like it was marinating for years. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I mean, it was marinating since they were like 28, and they didn't fight till they were like 36, 37. So it was marinating for eight years. So that's the thing that should happen with like Fernando and like Trinidad. He he should have had some easy fights, and they should have marinated that fight. But instead. They they threw him Fernando at 22 years old. They threw him in with his three four time world champion Trinidad, and I think that was and after the like after that fight, I, I don't think he was ever really the same after that, you know. Yeah. But I mean, there's always talks about that Trinidad had fucking illegal raps, and mm. I mean, because they did catch him with illegal raps before. They caught him like two three fights after when he fought when oh, he fought shit. Bernard after. Hopkins. Yeah, they, when he fought Bernard Hopkins, they they found some illegal raps in his uh, gloves, and that that night. When they found him, uh, fucking Hopkins ended up knocking out Trinidad oh, in the twelfth round. So, I mean, fuck, you never know, man. If that if that loss would have never happened. I mean, Fernando probably. I mean, because think about it. Like in in the '96 Olympic team, the f- fucking Floyd May- Floyd Mayweather was in that Olympic team, and the same one as Fernando Vargas. And at the time, the biggest prospect of that class it was Fernando Vargas. So that just shows you right there, like Fernando was gonna be like the man, you know? Yeah. Like he probably he probably should have been where Mayweather was because he had he had the crossover star like he could he could speak Spanish he could speak English yeah he was a US Olympian like I mean dude I mean he was a good looking kid I mean fuck I mean girls liked him and people hated him but they loved him and like and then he could fucking fight you know and then the 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 topper he could talk shit you know I mean dude he had the whole package there I mean I think he was a bigger package than actually Oscar De La Hoya Mm -hmm. Oscar De La Hoya was more like the um you know I mean the fucker the guy could fight but I think he had like the woman appeal and women wanted to watch him fight this and that. But yeah. I think overall, Fernando had a, more of a package of like the, you know, promotional wise, he could have been bigger than Oscar. I think if he would have never had that fight with Trinidad. Yeah. Um, Fernando Vargas did have a lot of influence, man. I remember when he was popping, everybody had the Vargas cut. Oh yeah. Fuck. I even had it. Did bro. you? Oh, did hell you yeah. The I, tips? I, yeah. I had the tips, bro. I, 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 I fucking bleached some blonde and everything. I mean, I, I got a lot of flack for that though. You know, <laughs> did you? Yeah. Well, you know, Oxford Santa Paula. What the fuck is that, bro? Fucking painting your hair, you know, talking all kinds of shit, you know? At the time, it was like, you know, because I was a raver and shit back in the days. Yeah. I used to love going to raves and all that shit. So, you know, I had my little vest on and then I had my little hair and they're like, <laughs> who the fuck you think you are, Fernando Vargas? Like, you know, you know, a lot of people hated on him, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of, Fernando, one thing about Fernando, bro, he had a lot of fucking haters, bro. Yeah. But hey, you know, you, you could say what you want about Fernando that he loses or what's not, but hey, bro, he never, he, he always gave us a great fight. Even yeah. win or lose, if he lost or whatever, bro, he fucking, he put him up, bro. And he got, we as pay-per-view buyers, we got our money's worth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing with a lot of these fighters. Like, there's fighters that I know that have lost their eyes and shit. They don't mm-hmm. have an eye anymore because of their fight game. And those are the guys that we should have been paying fucking $30 million, you know, a fight. Because yeah. they're the ones that never, that fucking lived up to what the fight was supposed to be. Yeah, huge shout out to Fernando Vargas, man. Oh, yeah, Hopefully one of those days we can uh, get him on the pod. I think that, that would be sick. Oh, man. yeah. Hell yeah, bro. That would be awesome. Um, but you you were just talking uh, a little while ago about uh, cheating. What do you think about the um, the last World Series with the Astros and the Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, the the thing with the Astros, man, fucking, that's crazy that they were they were cheating for so long and shit, you know? I mean, like I didn't really get into it, like what what they were actually doing. Mm-hmm. I just know that they were that they some people had mics and shit, and they're. I mean, that, that's pretty that's pretty scandalous to me, you know, to be cheating like that. And I think yeah. they should have been held somewhat accountable. They should have at least, I think, 
my belief is that they should have at least stripped them for the title. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not. I mean, I wasn't cool with them giving it to the Dodgers or whatever. Yeah. You know, even though I'm a Dodger fan, not really a hardcore Dodger fan, but I am a Dodger fan because they're from LA. Yeah. But I think they should have been held accountable somewhat. They should have stripped them. And I think that should have been enough. But, you know, these people that wanted, like, well, just reward the Dodgers the champions. Oh, hell no, man. Nah, hell no. Go out there and fucking beat them on the field, you know? But you know what, bro? That's everybody cheats in sports, though, man. It's just if you get caught, you get caught. But yeah. there's a lot of fucking cheaters, man. You know what I'm saying? There's people cheating left and right. Like, even in high school football and all that shit. Like, I was, like, I was able to see, like, a lot of games. Like, there's guys on the, on the sideline that they have actually, um, fucking watching their assistants watching the hand signs because if you go to a football game you see, like you see all the hand signs right the hand signs are they giving the plays out and shit there's actually assistants that are that go to their away games and they're at, they're out there videotaping them and, mm. and fucking giving out their hand signs so it helps them out with their game planning you know what i'm saying so there's a lot of people there's a lot of uh high school sports all that you guys are cheating especially nowadays too with cell phones yeah there's people fucking recording i mean yeah you could record a game but there's people recording you on the sideline with like, with like what you're saying or, you know, cause you're, cause nowadays, I mean, you know, like you used to have plays like fucking taped around your arm, but nowadays like they're giving you hand signals and all that shit. So all that shit's recorded and they go back to the coach's house and they're studying it, you know, like, oh, when he does this, that means they're going to call this play. And, you know, so they, so like you already know what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? So I think every, everybody cheats, bro. It's just like the Astros got caught and it's kind of crazy that they got caught though, bro. All the money they got and they, they weren't able to get away with it. Yeah, dude. It's I guess what it was is they had like um a buzzer on them because when the guy won, uh, I I'm assuming it was like the home run to win it or what have you, but he's running to home base and he's holding his shirt like this and he's telling the guys oh, like don't throw something on here or don't just like don't lift up his shirt or whatever. He's <laughs> like, hey, I got the yeah, I got it Jose, on. Fuck, um, what's his name? Fucking Jose Altuve. I remember that. Yeah, yeah he didn't but, want his shirt uh, to come off. Baseball was a lot more interesting when you were allowed to uh, cheat and use steroids and shit. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, hey, bro! Tell me that the fucking. Do you remember back in the days when uh, fucking McGuire and yeah. uh, and Sammy, Sammy Sosa? Sosa that t- that shit to me was exciting, bro. Those motherfuckers hitting seventy home runs. I mean, that yeah. was. I mean, tell me that wasn't exciting every night. You're like, oh fucking. Uh, Fucking Maguire has 65 home runs. Uh, Sosa yeah. has 64. The home run chase, I mean, that to me is exciting, bro. Yeah. That, fuck, they should be able to, to take steroids. I mean, I don't see nothing wrong. Unless you're fighting or something like, like a fighting sport, whatever. Yeah, but if it's baseball and shit like that, or, or even football, I'm not cool with them being on steroids in football either, you know, because you get ready to get hurt somebody. But I don't really see anybody getting hurt baseball being on steroids i mean I, that that to me that's exciting bro yeah fucking hitting 70 home runs that's awesome i remember when manny ramirez came to the dodgers you know that those few seasons were fucking sick oh bro. yeah they were fuck yeah they yeah were. i remember um it was the season before that i had went to new york and i saw him on the red Sox. And I seen the Red Sox play the Yankees. And I'm like, dude, oh, this damn. is dope. And he, he hit two home runs that game. And then he ended up coming to the Dodgers. And I'm sure they made so much cake off him. Oh, dude. Hell they had yeah. Manny Wood and, <laughs> and the Dreads and all that. Yep. You know, but then when, when it came out that he was using uh, steroids or what have you, then eh, it just got boring again. <laughs> <laughs> I love baseball. I oh, love it. Right, I love right. baseball because I can fall asleep and wake up and the game is still on. Still <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a dope pastime, you know, just going to Dodger Stadium, you know, eating snacks and just hanging out there. Um, but I was never really that big into sports. Right. You know, w- with sports with me was more to like uh, skateboarding. Oh, shit. Crazy. That was my thing. 
but um i i just love sports i love the competitive aspect of it you know even with basketball i'll watch like the last four minutes of it because that's that's what i feel only right, matters right, right. <laughs> because so much can change in such a little time as like man it's it's kind of a lot to watch um but man with you talking about sports bro you you like light up dude <laughs> for real man this is this is something that you should you should look a little more into because i can see you like having maybe your own podcast right, right or something just about talking about sports man there's there's so much out there oh yeah know? definitely man like there's a lot of sports i could talk i could talk sports forever bro even like when it's football and shit boxing and all that like i mean pretty much every sport you know but I could talk forever, bro. I I, yeah. fuck, I won't even shut up. So back to uh, the radio. What do you feel like was your best memory and worst memory of being on the radio? Um, shit, man. You know what? Fucking good memory. Uh, that it was probably fucking too many of them, man. Like, like we just had a blast, man. I think we really did. Like, you know, I mean, even like, you know, when it wasn't when we went from the Rico Mama Morning Show to we were called the Mexicans. Mm -hmm. I mean, that shit was pretty dope. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I mean, because we all got a tattoo of each other on no our arm shit. and shit. Yeah. Where at? Uh, it's actually, uh, let's see. Let's try here. See? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> That's tight. I Rico remember Mama that. all have that. Yeah, fuck, fuck, uh, fuck Rico Mama, we could all have. I still think they have it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You have to ask them. I, I haven't asked them. Yeah. But yeah, fuck, we all got that shit. That was pretty memorable. I mean, that was that was kind of crazy. That's when we kind of like put a stamp on it, like, yeah. hey, let's fucking be together. You know, that to me was like the, all right, you know, because you don't, I, I don't even got my fucking uh, kids or lady fucking tattooed on me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, it, like, it was crazy to get tattooed and, you know, get our logo and shit. That that was probably like the most memorable That's and shit. That's dope. You know? Hell yeah. You know, because, you know, because you, like, you kind of like, um, like a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely. It, it kind of put the stamp like, oh, fuck, you know, because we had left. We had left 104.7, yeah. you know, which to me was kind of odd because, like, I'm not used to fucking quitting, bro. I'm used to getting fucking fired, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to getting fired or something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of crazy to fucking, it was funny because, like, the the day before, fucking Rico Mambo, I was in Rico, we were in Rico's truck, and I'm like, hey, fool, uh, we're going to be going to another station, are you down to go, this and that? And I was like, what? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, are you down to go? And I'm like... And I started asking questions. They're like, nah, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of you. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'm down, you know? So then Rico helped me fucking, um, fuck, Rico helped me fucking type out my, my resignation letter. Because <laughs> I was like, because I never resigned, bro. I was always getting fucking fired, bro. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, I, I've been fired from like 14 different jobs. Fuck. Yeah, I've been fired, bro. Like, I'm, I'm actually lucky I got a fucking job. Oh, Cause shit. Because I, 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 fuck, I'm known for like getting fired, bro, you know? Yeah. And so, uh. So I fucking uh, I quit. I mean I I I I resigned. Yeah. And fucking Rico helped me fucking sign that resignation. <laughs> it was all professional, bro. It was like this ain't even me, bro. And I, I felt bad, you know. But we resigned, and it was just crazy how we just took off and we went to the vibe and we started the we started the vibe like a couple of months after because Rico wasn't allowed to be on the radio because he had like a contract still. Oh, gotcha. And so like some like legal shit, he couldn't be on a competitive station for for a certain time. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we didn't go on the air right away because we were planning to go on like. Was like we were planning to be on one four seven one day and then pop up at the station the next day, which was crazy, you know? Yeah, because that's like jumping from the Lakers or the Clippers or whatever, vice versa, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that to me was fucking crazy. It was just, it was a bunch of drama, bro. Because you know we were at the news station and then, you know, all the all all the employees that were over there they didn't talk to us. And oh, it was shit. like personal shit. Like it was crazy. That to me was like probably like the craziest, bro. Cause, yeah. You know, like when you leave somewhere, like. 
because to me, I looked at it like, you know, because it's Q, Q95 now, but at the time it was one Q147. At the time, like, you know, it's like fucking you leave the Lakers, bro. You leave the Lakers and you go to an expansion team, you know, because that's what the vibe was, you know? Yeah. And so we left and it was like, what? I mean, can't believe they did that. You know, they fucking left. Yeah. And then they took everybody, you know, because we wiped out the whole fucking, the whole lineup, you know, the guys in the nighttime and the DJ nighttime, we all fucking left, bro. So oh, we kind of like, shit. we kind of left like everybody left, you know, so they had to like scramble and get a bunch of guys and, you know, their radio station and all that. But so fuck that to me was like the, probably one of the most, um, like craziest things we did when we left fucking one four seven to go yeah. to the vibe. But you just had enough trust in the guys that you're just like, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good decision too. You know, like, like it was a good decision because fuck, I was able to, to fucking start doing TV also, you know? Mm -hmm. And I had a lot, like I said, like I, I had opportunity to do other shit too, but I, I just couldn't because of my work, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, cause, you know, just to, to be, keep it real, bro, I, I had a bunch of personal shit going on. You know, I'm like, like my parents had passed away, both of them had passed away. And then I had, I had a bunch of baby mama drama and shit. And then, um, you know, the job I had, they were, they were moving me around, you know, different schedules and shit. And I, I couldn't, you know, I, you know, fucking, they set me up though to, uh, to do other shit. Cause you know, at the time. Um, our sister stations had sports stations. Mm -hmm. So they're like, yeah, dig well, you know, fucking, you can do this shit full time. You can work here in the morning and then go do that shit in the afternoon, you know? So that's your full time job. Yeah. You know, but I just never, I never took it serious, man. I was like, nah, I'm going to keep my real job because I started having more kids and yeah. I need my benefits and all that shit. And plus, at the time, you know, like the station didn't really have good benefits, you know? So I was like, nah, I got to, I got to stay with my real job, you know? So, but, you know, that shit was like, I mean, like they set me up to, to win, but I, I didn't fucking do it. You know, I kind of pushed out. I think I, you know, not, like now looking back at it, like I, like I pushed out, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I could take this risk, you know. It's hard, man. It's hard to take that risk, especially if you haven't really seen that many people close to you take the risk and be successful right. at it. You know, that with me, the same thing, you know, um, the reason that I was able to make the transition from my day job into this is just because of payment. You know, my paychecks from the business were bigger than my job and my right. job was taking way more stress you know but if i was in a different situation if the job was still good and downstar was kind of like ah uh, i don't know where this could go that's got to be a hard-ass decision to make oh, and yeah. that's me single right, that's right. me single no 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 kids no nothing right you know i could just imagine how it would be if you have a family you, you have to make those decisions sometimes oh, yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. hey it's it's not about me right now this isn't about my career i got to make sure that home is taken care of first before i make these kind of choices right so right. people listening right now if you if you don't have a lot of responsibilities shit go go make some mistakes exactly fucking make take a chance fucking right gamble now. you know what i'm saying but it, it, it's just too hard having a family and gambling man everybody tell me hey just do it just do it i'm like I can't, man. I got, I got, got, at the time I only had two, mm -hmm. I had two little ones and I was kind of in a, in a relationship where like, I didn't know if I was going to end up with her or not, you know? And, 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 you know, it, I was like, fuck man, well, I gotta, I gotta go with the guaranteed money. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't take the gamble, I, but like, if I didn't have kids, I, I would have, fuck it. I'll take the gamble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like now looking back at it, you know, but I, I just couldn't do it at the time. Yeah. So when you went to the uh, TV station, how did all of that work out? All that all worked out pretty good. It, it's just that, you know, um, it was kind of it was kind of hard at first because, um, well, like the good thing I was able to act, to be the character I was on the radio, you know. Oh, except okay. except minus the shit talking though, you know, because I was, you know, on the radio I was totally a totally different guy, you know. I was always a guy talking shit, bashing people, this and that. But you know, when I when I started doing TV, it was just strictly the sports thing, you know. So, but that's one of my biggest loves though is football, you know. So yeah. I was all, I mean, I 
I pretty much knew all, like knew all the history of all the high schools. I knew about, about all their current alumni, mm. you know, and all that shit. I knew their past stars, all that. So mm -hmm. to me, it was easy. You know, it was easy doing that shit now. And that's why I was able to do it. And it's kind of crazy looking back at it now because there are so many other people they could have chose, you know, but they, they ended up going with me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, it was kind of a blessing and it was an honor to do that shit. And, 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 and I mean, that was one of my, like I said, that was my lifelong goal to like, to be a sports reporter on TV, you know, and I, I was able to, I was able to do it. And especially all the, the shit I went through and, you know, early on and, you know, fucking stuttering and, you know, I had a drug, drug, drug problem for a while and all the up and downs I had. And, and, you know, that to me was rewarding to like be able to say, hey, fucking, I, I accomplished, I accomplished my goals, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, to me, I think that's being rich when you accomplish your goals and, and you're doing shit you love, like, Hey, dude, that that to me is being rich. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not all about always having the fucking money. Yeah, it does help. But if you do what you love and if you accomplish what you said you were gonna do, that to me is like the shit. You know? Yeah, and have, at the least of it, if you could look back at those ten year span where you were at the radio and then you were doing uh, you were doing the reporting, like those are a lot of good memories. I'm sure there's so many in there right now that you can't even think of until somebody else oh, brings yeah, it up and you're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Yeah, like even like the pictures and shit, cause fucking, I mean, cause Rico Mom will have all my shit. Yeah, they got all the air checks, they got all the all the shows, bro. Like, I mean, cause Rico records everything, so yeah. he has all that shit, bro. And then they have all the pictures, like, yeah, they have like so much shit, bro. They probably fucking, they probably have some dirty secrets of mine on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they, they, those fuckers got all the shit on me, bro. Dope, man. So let's go ahead and fast forward to when you got part of the podcast. How did that all come up? Uh, you know what, um. Uh, I actually been to I, like I had been talking to them, you know, because I was part of the reunion show, you know, because we had a, we had a 20th reunion show a couple of years ago. And so I talked to him and I, you know, like I always kept in touch with fucking Rico mom all the time, you know. And so I was always, always, I was always telling, I actually asked mom, I'm like, hey, uh, hey, if you guys fucking need us, I was just fucking around them. Hey, if you guys need a sports reporter, hit me up, fool. Yeah. You know, and I knew that like they couldn't do it because like, because nowadays radio, like, like, like there's no budget in radio nowadays, you know, it's like they got like two guys doing everything you know yeah they're doing everything all day long so it's kind of like fuck, fuck there's no budget really you know yeah sorry knew i wasn't going to do radio again so you know so uh you know we were just bullshitting this and that and then and then fucking one day out of nowhere fucking i got a text from mom he's like hey fool like exactly what he told me like hey fool fucking uh what schedule are you working on right now because like i said like before it, it's always been my schedule i mean i i couldn't do radio anyways because i was working nights i was working from I was working from 2 to 12, and, okay. and, you know, sometimes they would schedule me from 10 to 10, so there was no way I could do radio, you know, because I had to be at work at 10 a.m. Yeah. Now, th at that time, radio was going on, so it was always my schedule, so um, I've had a kind of real consistent schedule right now where I get up at 2 p.m. now, mm -hmm. so uh, he asked me what hours I was working now. I told him, yeah, I'm working these hours. He's like, hey, man, fucking, would you be interested in doing a podcast with me and Rico Mambo and some other guy? Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's all the text was about three yeah. months ago. He's all right, fool, fucking... Um, He's all text you on 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 so and so what day and and I'll tell you what fuck when to come in and that's how it just happened, bro. I, <laughs> I went on the left. I was kind of nervous though, bro. Were you? Yeah, I was kind of nervous because I hadn't been on the air like for like a while, bro. It's yeah. been about you know what like the last time I did TV was like 2014, oh, shit. 2013. So it's okay. been a while, but you know with, like the radio game is so, the radio game is totally different. So like the podcast thing is a new thing too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So because everybody's doing podcasts, you know, and I think. It's not even radio no more. It's all about podcasts now. Yeah. You know? It's way bigger than radio. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he hit me up and, and I told him, yeah, I'll be there. And then I just showed up one day and it, it's been fucking like the day I got there. It was like kind of like I just 
like the shit I left off of and yeah. you know on, on a radio it just came back you know like that fucking chemistry and shit yeah. you know and I mean like like they make me feel comfortable so it, it, like it was easy bro yeah. it was easy to be myself and then if I get stuck you know fucking Rico always picks up the slack or you know like when someone has an off day the other guy picks up for it so it's just a magical thing that you see with Rico Mambo yeah definitely man so you said it was episode 11 when yeah, you started it, yeah it was episode 11 too and then you know fucking Marco Blount dude like I mean yeah. that, that, <laughs> that was funny bro I mean that guy hey man that guy's got a fucking future man he's, I, I, I think to me he's gonna be like the next Fucking big thing out of the 805, bro. Really? Yeah, man. Fucking that guy's got talent, bro. He's got a lot of talent. I mean, he, there's a lot of things he could do. He, he he could uh he could model. He could be a comedian. I mean, hey, he, he's fucking half black, half Mexican. Yeah. I mean, the fool speaks Spanish. I yeah. mean, he, he he's got he, he, he fucking he's got a lot of fucking tools, bro. I mean, he can make some 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 big noise, man. In the industry. Yeah, he's funny, dude. I've been uh watching his Instagram and then his TikToks and <laughs> oh shit. yeah, that shit's fucking <laughs> hilarious, bro. I mean, I wasn't even a TikTok guy until I started seeing his shit, yeah. and then I was like, "Fuck, this fucking fool's funny." And to me, like, um, like I, I think a lot of people are funny, but like, if you can get me to laugh and shit, like, I'm like, "Fuck that fucking." Yeah. You know, not that I'm anybody special, but you know, if, if I start laughing, I'm like, "Fuck, that's just fool, like." I, I think I think he's really funny, you know. Like, well, well, you're a funny guy. That's why. If you're a funny person, it's hard for you to be <laughs> amused, you know. Because even with me, sometimes, like uh, I'll be watching a comedian or something, and I could just sit there, just straight faced. But if you could make me laugh, laugh, I'm like, oh, that dude's funny. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll play it for my wife, and she's like, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, know, it looks yeah, like you guys have a good chemistry there, man. Really, really cool. Yeah, man, I have a lot of fun there. Like, like it's uh, it, it's actually been like some pretty good therapy too. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it kind of helps me out too with with life and all that shit. So, yeah. but it's it's been a it's been a blessing, man. With you know to do the Four Locals podcast. Yeah. Um. You were talking earlier about anxiety. Is that something that bothers you a lot? Um. Yeah, somewhat. But um, I kind of got to the root cause of it. Like, I do get anxiety when um. Well, first, fuck, I don't really drink a lot of caffeine no more, mm -hmm. but I used to get real bad anxiety uh, on caffeine, dude, because mm. like, I was an energy energy drink okay, guy. Okay, got you. I was drinking that shit, then I drink a, uh, a, a soda, yeah. a Diet Coke, and then fucking, then you drink a coffee, and all that, yeah. all that shit adds up, man. You get it. So I, I was having a hard time. Uh, I was getting like a lot of anxiety, but I think, you know, uh, uh, I think I got anxiety too from like probably fucking drug use, you know, back in the days and shit. I think if, if, if you do drugs for like a certain amount of time, it, it does affect you some way, bro. And I think, cause I didn't have anxiety when I was a kid. I don't know if it's cause I'm an adult now, Yeah. but I kind of noticed that when I, I mean, cause I've been clean for 20 years already. You know, I haven't done drugs in 20 Congrats, years. Dude. I, I, I smoke some weed though every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't do it now because of my work. Cause we have random drug testing, but I mean like the last drugs I did, I, I, I was smoking some weed, Yeah. but um, you know, like, other drugs though, I, I've been I, I've been clean about twenty years. Good job, man. Congrats. So, um, thank you, man. And so, uh, so I think after I quit doing that, I, I started getting like an anxiety problem. So I think this shit must have fucked up my nervous system or something, you know? Because I never had it before. Yeah. So that's a thing that like anxiety attacks is like. I mean, I don't know if you ever got one. You've got an anxiety anxiety attack before? I mean, not from what I've heard from other people, but there's times that I just feel like yo. I don't feel fucking right, but it's not like I think that there's something chemically wrong with me. It's just my my mind is just fucking racing and racing, and I can right. create like issues and problems in my head that aren't even real. And then, uh, then that would be like ramped up. I would right. consider maybe that the closest that I've ever been to an anxiety attack. But what have you experienced? Uh just like fucking uh, all like paranoia, bro. 
but um, at the time, like it, it, it gets to me, it gets ignited when I, I drink a lot of caffeine. Mm. Like I've, I've actually drank at one time, like I drank like two rock stars mm-hmm. back to back. No, like I drank one in the morning, and okay. then like I said, I, I drank like coffee again, like two hours late, because I was working a graveyard shift. Gotcha. And then I drank like, um, a, and then you drink like two sodas, bro. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, it, that's all caffeine, all of bro. Them you caffeine, know. Yes. So that's like fucking eight, nine, ten cups of coffee right there, mm-hmm. and then I drink another fucking rockstar later on. That's like another four cups of five yeah. cups of coffee. So it's like 14, 15 cups of coffee. So you think about it, bro. I mean, I mean, you get a fucking pretty amped up, you know, and I. I remember at the time I got like, um, you know, because you start going into WebMD and shit. You start reading shit. <laughs> yeah. You start thinking you're having a heart attack and shit. Like, oh, you get a, you get a pain on your left fucking, um, <laughs> your jawline and fucking this and that. And like, fucking to me, I was like, I was all scared and shit. And so yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack, man. You know, when I was drinking all that caffeine, you know, so I started getting like a, a chest pain and I... I mean, I don't know if my, it was my mind was playing tricks on me, but I started getting a pain on my shoulder, and then you start reading this shit. Like, those are signs of a heart attack. Yeah. So I'm thinking, fuck, I'm going to have a fucking heart attack for drinking all this caffeine, you know? So I get all paranoid, bro, and I, yeah. I'm i not going to lie. I, I went to the hospital a couple times. Oh, you did know? you? Yeah, and they had to hook me up with an IV, and they had to drain they had to drain all that fucking shit out of your system because that's what an IV does. They they, they they put an IV, and they drain all the, the fucking caffeine oh, wow. and shit out of your system, you know? Yeah. It flushes it out, Yeah. you know? Because it's, it's on your system, and... I remember one time I was so amped up in the hospital that I was like lying down and you could see my fucking shirt just fucking moving and shit. No shit. Yeah, from so much caffeine I drank, man. Fuck. It was crazy. It was it was fucking nuts. And I mean, I've always been like, I think because of my past, I start thinking like, well, maybe I have a bad heart, you know, yeah. this and that. But, you know, I, I I get a physical every year and shit. And like, they, I got an EKGs before and all that shit. Like, nothing's wrong with your fucking heart, dude. Yeah. You never had a heart attack. You never had this and that. Your heart is fucking healthy. Like, yeah it's hard for us to believe that a drink a simple drink from the liquor store can have (laughs) those effects on you but it's just like anything you know take 20 tylenols you ain't never waking up again hell no you know and you you just have to know your limit like me i don't even touch energy drinks dude because i i like that feeling of being amped up and that's why i've never done any drugs besides weed i've never done coke because i probably fucking love it you know (laughs) Dude, it's, and then when I have so many energy drinks and then you start to crash and the first thing comes to your mind, well, let me get another one so it fixes it, you know, and then when that big crash comes and you start feeling like shit and then um, your your temper is like an all-time high because you're just irritated by anything, especially on that crash down. And when I realized that that was where it was coming from, then I had to dial back on energy drinks, man. And right that shit's fucking it's dangerous bro yeah you know what, what was pretty dangerous too like fucking back in the days when i was clubbing like you know fucking they, i mean i don't know if they allowed it anymore but i don't think they do but fuck i was a big fucking rock star and vodka guy mm-hmm. you know and I, I remember i used to drink eight or nine of those motherfuckers yeah and i i, I would get home and i would be trying to sleep and i'd wake up <laughs> knock out wake up because it's an up and downer you know you're drunk or you're fucking high yeah and and fucking that shit that shit i went to the hospital too Cause my fucking, you could just feel my pulse like I was going, dun, 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 like going like 140 beats per minute and shit, you know? Fuck. Cause that's like fuck, dude. It's like you drank like eight fucking rock stars. Yeah. You know, but it mellows you out because you're you're with the vodka, but it still it creeps up on you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, that to me was crazy. So uh, do you have any vices to this day? Things that maybe you'll go towards to to help you calm down? 
Uh, no. Nah, well, you know what? I, I tried for a while too. I was smoking CBD. Okay. Like fuck, CBD helped me out. Like it mellowed Did me it? out. Shit, hell yeah. Even like the gummy bears, like like the gummy bears, the CBD gummy bears, they fuck, dude. If you're retired, man, you need to eat, eat two of those CBD gummy bears, man. They'll fucking knock you out. They knocked me out for like eight straight hours, man. No interruption of sleep or anything. With like THC that. in them? No, no, with no THC. Really? Yeah, with no THC. Like I bought some CBD gummy bears. And I mean, I, I started smoking CBD, Yeah, you know, and fuck that shit helped me out with anxiety, like big time. But like I said, I just try to listen to music and just mellow out and shit and get away from, get away from any negative shit. And like, like that to me, just taking a little driving your ride, man, just, you know, fucking listening to some fucking Duran Jones. I'm a big Duran Jones fan. I never heard and, of Duran Oh, dude, you gotta listen to that guy, man. That fucking guy's badass. Like what kind of music is it? It's like soul music, man. Like it's real fucking like, it's like love music and shit, but yeah. like. Like, just his voice and shit is, like, therapeutic, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like I said, I'm a big music guy, and, like, I listen to him, and I, I listen to, like, old school music. And like, it just smells me out, man. So, you know, I don't think I got to take any drugs or anything. Just yeah. probably CBD, you know? I mean, yeah. I, I, I I wish I could smoke weed, bro. I wish I could, but you motherfuckers test you at work and shit, you know? They'll it, fire me. It definitely helps out a lot. Um, Speaking of CBD, I got on it. Mm. It's probably close to a year now, and that's completely changed my life. Oh, shit. Oh, dude, I'll carry you around with me. I have it in the other room right there. I have it with me all the time, and it's definitely helped take the edge off. And it has no THC in it, but it oh, just takes, out, takes away those times where you're just like, you know, you're stressed out. Because this job is really stressful, you know, right. but if I don't control my mind... I'm going to keep thinking about this shit while we're at dinner, you know, where we're having family time. My, right. my mind is just racing and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but it's just the way that I'm designed and the, uh, the CBD really helps out a lot, man. So that's become part of my everyday, uh, things that I carry with me. You, know, you guys right. were talking about that on the podcast not long ago. Yeah, definitely. That's my wallet, my keys, my phone. My CBD and then my earpods. Oh shit, yeah, that's crazy. My, that's man. my escape. I'll put my I put my AirPods on and right. don't talk to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then music too, man. Right. There's something with music that um, it does something to you. You know, I I know that in the future that it's definitely going to come out that it, it changes some kind of chemicals in your body, right. and depending on which type of music that you listen to, it it just makes me feel so much better. You know, um, what what music are you gravitating towards now like what it what is the music that you enjoy um is well, it just oldies yeah just like oldie music and stuff but i primarily like like i like west fucking west coast music man yeah. it's just it's just the, like the sound man the dr dre sound and dj quick sound and and you know i know it, it's been a long time i mean that shit back in the 90s and 2000 but yeah to me it's like you know it, it's real like like the beats and all that just like the the the, the, the you know the the verses and shit the shit they say like it's it's like therapeutic and a lot of times you're like like you're going through that shit you know so they kind of relate to what what you're going yeah. through and like just just all that shit like fuck mellows me out like like i'm a big west coast fan and and and, and you know like the old school but like i really like if i want something to pump me up like i like listening to cumbias man okay cumbias and me get me like in a good mood you know what yeah. i'm saying so it reminds me of the old school fucking like quinceañeras and weddings <laughs> and all that shit you know all the happy times when you were kids you know yeah so i mean I, like i listen to that that gets me in a good mood but but mostly I'm an old school, like an old school fan and like, you know, like the West Coast hip hop. Is there any uh, new stuff that attracts you? Um, no, you know what? There's a couple of, uh, there's, oh, well, you know what? Fuck. I'm a big Anderson Pack fan, dude. Oh yeah. Like, shout out to him, man. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. That fucking guy, like he's kind of like Duran Jones, like that kind of style. Okay. He sings like that. So like fucking, I'm a big Anderson Pack fan. I'm a, you know, I like listening to his shit. 
and uh that, that, that that's pretty much it like there's some other artists that i listen to but i don't really listen i mean I, I should give it a chance though you know what i'm saying Cause yeah i have heard some good music but i just haven't i haven't really i'm, I'm more of like i said i'm i'm probably just being old school you know what i'm saying but I mean, that's kind of music that, that I like, all the old school shit. Yeah, it's definitely hard to, to sift through it all, especially there's so much bullshit out there. But there's a lot of great stuff that um, th- that's out right now, you know, but coming from like the late 90s, that, that kind of music to now dude it's it's totally different it's totally different yeah and i and i understand why older people wouldn't gravitate towards the newer stuff because a lot of the new stuff is just bullshit you know right right but there's a lot of good gems in there and i my my taste in music is like all over you know the way that i look at music is like a food you know right there's right. You, if you want a nice like filet mignon steak or something there's that but if you just want like a Snickers bar real quick. <laughs> There's that too, you know, and both right. of them serve their place. So it's, it just depends on what you want to have at that moment. But, um, yeah, I love music too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of my huge passions. Uh, is there any other hobbies that you're into? Uh, no, man. Um, f- just being a dad, bro. That's it, man. That's probably my other ha- hobby. I, and I like to get on YouTube, bro. I just watch a bunch of shit. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm a big uh, fucking gangster guy, dude. Like, I like watching all the like the like the gangster shit on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the DJ Vlad. Oh, like yeah, the, yeah, Like yeah, all the gangsters yeah. the interviews. Like, I like watching that shit. You know, I just saw the older stuff. Like, I mean, like to me, like like for a while, I was addi- like I was addicted to like the um the like Tupac Biggie fucking like the documentaries oh, and shit. Yeah, I was always watching that. I watched like all the different like. Cause everybody has a different, um, you know, they like a story of what happened and shit. So I watched like all the all the series that all the different television television stations had and all that shit. So I mean, to me, I was like fucking big on that for a while. Just that era, you know, that that West Coast East Coast rivalry. Like, what was that like? Oh, that fucking that shit was badass. Like, like I said, like like I like I like all that that fucking Sugar Knight story and shit. Mm -hmm. Like all the the Snoop Dogg shit, the Daz Dillinger, the you know the Dog Pound and Dre. What happened with that and like. Cause all that shit's like connected, you know. All this mm-hmm. shit with like Easy and NWA, all that comes from the same tree, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a big long story, but to me, all the uh, like the documentaries I got to see, like it was just to me it was fascinating, like you know, because everybody thought, like for example, like I mean, everybody knew who killed Tupac, you know. Yeah. You know, it, like supposedly it was like guy Orlando Anderson, you mm-hmm. know, that crip that they jumped at the at the, yeah, uh, at yeah, the casino, yeah. but. The thing to me that was always crazy was was the thing about the Biggie thing, because they were always saying that you know that. It was it was it was supposedly that the cops were involved, you know. It was some cops that were hired by the death row by Suge Knight, you know, to to kill Biggie. Yeah. And then they come out with another thing. So the story is like everywhere, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and then they got an informant saying it was this guy, it was that guy, and like, I mean, I think that's why they never really caught who 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 killed him. I mean, they pretty much know who did, but that's that's even. I mean, is it a hundred percent sure? I mean we don't know you know like we'll never know you know and that's yeah. why there's so many there's so many documentary documentaries on that on that on that rivalry because nobody really knows i think the only one they really know who killed tupac was that i said that guy orlando Anderson. Yeah. but the biggie thing is like a big question mark because there's just so many connections you know because that cop used to be he used to be a mob pyro blood you know mm-hmm. so now it's like oh well probably was him you know because that's the crew that sugar knight was hanging out with you know what do so, you think about uh the the puff daddy theory oh that he actually paid uh that he paid uh i think it was some some crips to kill or to kill two, yeah well um yeah well i believe that because like they've actually if you look at the whole documentary they have a lot of guys like ex-gang members like 
were hanging around that crew mm-hmm. that that they said that they that there was a bounty on on fucking on Tupac and Suge Knight, mm. you know, that actually that actually Diddy actually had a bounty, like a ten thousand dollar bounty, like if you could bring him back a like a a fucking death row chain. So that's actually backed oh, up shit. by a lot of different by a lot of different people, like gangbangers and all that shit. People that yeah. used to be in that circle, you know. And so, um, and then there's also that guy, uh, uh, fucking his name's Keefy D. Mm-hmm. He's Orlando Anderson's uncle. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was in the car with Orlando Anderson when they shot Tupac. He he actually has said, and because they gave him a, pro, uh, I think it's called a proffer agreement. Mm-hmm. I guess you could be king for a day, like. You could like um, tell them what happened, but then they can't use it against you in court. I forgot exactly what it's called. Oh shit! But you got to see that documentary though. Uh-huh. Um, it's actually called um, it's called uh, it's called Murder Rap. Okay. It's called Murder Rap. You got to watch it. Well, th- there's this guy that was Orlando Anderson's uncle who signed some agreement because they couldn't get him to testify, so they had to set him up because they wanted to find out who the killer was. Yeah. And so he actually um, uh, he had said he had testified that that uh that Puff Daddy had offered them a million dollars to kill Tupac and Suge Knight, you know? So, <laughs> so coincidentally, coincidentally, um, uh, Orlando got jumped that night. Yeah. So that, so like, that was a perfect chance right there, like to retaliate and to kill. I mean, I mean, cause they did shoot Suge Knight. Yeah. They shot both of them, you know, but they were only able to kill one of them. So I, I guess, uh, you know, allegedly they just paid 500,000 for that hit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they said that they were they didn't get their full bounty, so that's why they killed Biggie. Is that how the story goes? Yeah, that was one of the um like that was one of the, one like, of the theories, theories, you know what I'm saying? That supposedly that the reason why Biggie was killed was because the other half wasn't paid out. Yeah. You know, but they got other people saying that it was somebody else. So it's just crazy though, but I kinda believe who I think they I, I, I kinda believe the theory of who I think killed biggie mm-hmm. but like there is a lot of question marks though because there's people saying that that they saw this other, other cat mm-hmm. that was hanging around that cop go up and that you know that they saw him at the murder scene so oh so i don't know you know what i'm saying so it's one of those things like it's he said she said thing and yeah we'll probably never find out you know that's crazy dude yeah. do you remember anything like that when you were in the uh maybe partying in la or anything noticed like the the tension east versus west or no, no, I never really did. I just, you know, but I mean, I was one of those kids. Though. I was like, fuck Biggie, you know, it's all about Tupac, <laughs> West Side, you know, because you're a fucking West Coast guy, you know, you're, yeah. you're from the West Coast from California. So I, I was always that. And like, I got to a point where like, like I wasn't even listening to like, even though deep down I liked it because fucking Bad Boy had some bad, they had some bad artists, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even Mace, all those guys, I mean, the Junior Mafia, all those guys, it, it, was, it was dope. It, yeah. it was dope music, you know, even Biggie, he's a dope, dope artist, yeah. you know? But I, I was always kind of, like, I've always been a loyal guy, you know? So I was like, fuck that, I ain't listening, you know? I mean, I'm a fucking Tupac fan. I'm down with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and shit, and like, fuck that, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it was just one of those things, but I never really, I just, like I would talk shit online, I would get on my, the time MySpace and talk shit, you know? <laughs> Fuck, fuck the east side, you know, it's all about the west side, west coast, you know, Tupac. Yeah, that's funny, man. I, I miss so much of that, you know, oh, just yeah. being my age. Like, when Tupac and Biggie died, I was probably like 9 or 10, oh, you know, shit. so it just it just never really registered to me. As if maybe I was in my early 20s, how it oh, would, damn. you know, but I was always infatuated by it. Like, I really wondered what the east versus the west felt like. Right, you know, right. if it was something that was just put on by the media or something that you really felt when you went to a different club and you had like a New York hat on or something <laughs> like that. 
Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was pre- it was pretty dangerous for for those artists, man. Back in the days, I mean, I bet we see all those documentaries, like 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 you could hear these people like they used to be scared to fucking come to L.A. or even like the L.A. artists. Well, even like uh, if you look at the whole the like murder rap, the documentary, um, there was a ch- there was a time where the I mean, because a lot of shit happened, bro. That that wasn't reported, but like even like the dog pound at the time, mm-hmm. they were shooting that fucking New York, New York, uh, fucking video shoot in New York, you know. Yeah. And I guess fucking Biggie had gotten on the radio and said, uh, you know, I guess he got it like on the on the Power 105 over there. Yeah. You know, with Angie Martinez, uh-huh. he got on the radio over there and he was like, I can't believe you. You know, he he, he actually got on, on the air and he was like, I can't believe you guys are letting these guys out here disrespect your city. And I guess someone ended up shooting up the video shoot. Oh, wow. Where the dog pound and all that was at. Because they, cause they interviewed Snoop Dogg and on the dog pound. And they had, I guess they were, um, they were in some trailer. And fucking bullets just started coming in and shit. There was people shooting at him, Whoa. and it's because it was because of Biggie. Because Biggie got on the radio and said, "I can't believe you guys are letting these fucking fools disrespect. <laughs> they're they're right here in New York. They're videotaping." Because I guess they had like, if you see that that fucking New York New York video shoot, I guess they have corrupting uh, Daz like knocking like, over yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the buildings and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what they got. That's why they got pissed off. Shit. And there, there was people shooting at the thing. So that's why I think the Biggie thing uh, is kind of crazy because. Um, you know, like a lot of people were thinking that it was maybe the dog pound had something to do with it too, because of the, of, cause they had gotten shot at in New mm-hmm. York, you know? So it was a bunch of drama. So it was, there was fingers pointing everywhere, you yeah. know? You never know because all those guys had hitters with them. Oh yeah, definitely. All it would have to take is just one of them to just have the opportunity, you know, cause even if they get arrested and go to jail, whatever, they're the one that, that was down. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. You know? Yep definitely fucking crazy man such a good era oh yeah great great era man fucking the great best era music all we have now is uh the six nine drama oh shit yeah (laughs) man that's That's crazy i don't know what's gonna happen to him you know since you're listening to podcasts they have uh angie martinez right she did a podcast um of the story of six nine it's still going right now it's on like episode seven it's called the infamous Oh, I got to check it out. You got to check it out, dude. So it starts from the beginning of, of the story of who he is, and it just goes down the whole line, and it, and it paints the whole picture of what was happening and what was going on at that time. And I'm just like, fuck, dude, that shit was crazy, man. Because I was I was in it, you know, watching it all happen on social media, but it wasn't really setting in my mind, like, what these guys were actually doing. Like, that fool was putting in, well, not him, but, like, his people were putting in some real work. Like, they were part of a real-ass gang. Like, a real-ass gang. Like, hey, and fuck, and you know what's crazy? Like, like I I tripped out, man, that he was actually, like, because I never heard of a Mexican claiming bloods, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that, that, that to me was crazy and shit, you know? But that was, you know, um, he, he's from New York and shit, but mm-hmm. I was, hey, but his music's pretty dope, though, man. Like, I, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't know as it's character wise, you know, whatever, but you know, like, like his music, I actually, actually, if you, if you asked me about the kind of new music, I was, I was listening to him for a while, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I was like, you guys pretty dope, man. Yeah. He's got a, he's fucking, he's got a future and shit. No, I fucked with him heavy, dude, you know, and I'll still listen to his music this day. Cause I don't look to any artist as like an idol of how I should live my life and the, and right. the, the, the values that I should have, you know, right, I don't right. give a fuck what any of them do. <laughs> if they snitch or whatever, that that's on them. You know, right, if you right. make some good music that I vibe to, that's dope. But if, if I'm ever going to like, uh, say that their character is right, like, nah, they're, they're doing their own thing, but that's kind of right, how I right. feel with anybody. Like, yeah, right. that's their own person. They can, <laughs> they can do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. But uh, I'm just wondering what that's gonna be like once he comes out of jail. Oh, that's gonna be dude. crazy, man! I and 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 you know what? Like that would, 
Like if that shit was happening back in the nineties, I don't think that he'd be big. But for some reason now it's like you know it's like whatever you know what I'm saying. But I think he's gonna be bigger than when he was before. I, I think, think so. Is. Yeah, I think he's gonna make some major money, man. Yeah, I think so. So when you're driving to work on this three hour commute, what are the podcasts that you listen to? I well, you know what? Um, fucking one of them was yours. I just started listening to yours about uh, probably about two months ago. Thank shit. you, bro. You know, I got to listen to some of them and shit. And then so I listen to the Gangster Chronicles. I don't know if you ever. That's kind of like a death row. Okay. It's um. It's actually uh, I've heard of that. It's Alex Alonzo and James McDonald. Okay, and because they were all, I mean, well, James McDonald is part of Death Row, but uh, but it was also some other guy. But he's locked up right now. His name's uh, his name's Reggie Wright. He was the head of security for Death Row. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Reggie I have Wright. Heard of that? Yeah. So he's he's locked up right now. He got busted on a on a on a on, a, on like some kind of drug charge and shit. So he's doing time. But you know, fucking they they talk about that. Like I said, I'm a West Coast guy, so they talk about everything to do with like like the west coast and shit yeah you know like all the death row stories all the fucking crazy stories and and they're actually getting like on all the gang stuff like i said i'm kind of like you know i don't condone you know illegal shit whatever but you know i'm I, i'm kind of like i like watching the mafia movies oh hell yeah it's good entertainment saying? so that to me is like they're telling the story of like everything that's been going on so i like watching that shit the, the gangster chronicles and you know i like to like to tell you the truth like I don't really listen to like to the to the four local stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually should just so I could see how it sounds and shit. But yeah. I just don't. I, after I I do it, I just forget about it. I don't want to hear it no more. You know, like I rather it's the past. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't go back. You know, I should yeah. probably go back to critique it. But I'm the kind of person like after I do something like I'll probably yeah. listen to it one time. And that's it. You know, I, feel I, I won't you, fuck dude. with it no more. You know, speaking of the podcast, uh, one of the last ones I listened to was. Um, uh marcos and um mambo were going at it oh yeah <laughs> dude that, that was kind of got kind of heated there, did it man. it felt like it yeah i was kind of like oh i kind of <laughs> felt uncomfortable you know really? uncomfortable <laughs> fucking i i was like oh okay uh you guys are getting mad <laughs> no because in your podcast i mean it's cool to you know be be real and shit but i was kind of like oh, damn you guys are getting all pissed off for no reason so yeah. I, I i i i mean i felt uncomfortable bro it made me feel uncomfortable <laughs> I felt uncomfortable listening. I'm yeah. like, damn, I wonder what it's going to be like after the podcast. Because I can't do that. Like, I ha- I'm too sensitive of a person to be able to have that exchange. And then afterwards, be like, oh, what's up, dog? You know, it's all good. It's just, I'm, I wish I could be. Right, you right. Know, my wife is like that, bro. I can talk so much shit to her, tell her she looks like this or whatever, and she'll just fucking, eh, whatever. <laughs> but she says one thing about me. I'm like, well, why are you going to say that? <laughs> you know, so when I was listening to that, I was like, fuck they're they're really going at it fuck you know what's crazy too that what are you saying about that now like i remember that um after the after the show was over mm-hmm. fucking marco just left he didn't say about anybody so really like, like fuck but then the, the week after he came like nothing ever happened you know and i was like oh shit okay yeah but i thought like you know somebody got mad or somebody's feelings got hurt but that's that's the way it sounded like yeah i mean if you can come back and just be like oh whatever it's all good you know that's the best thing to do but even that's that's hard. I'm working on myself, bro. That shit's <laughs> fucking hard for me. I want to get him on the podcast because one thing that he said on the last one was that he is uh, very insecure, you know, insecure about um, about rejection. Right. You, know, right, you right. listen to that, dude. You're like, he doesn't sound <laughs> insecure about anything. He sounds like secure about everything, you know? Right. But you know what? Like, like what happens though? Like, I mean, cause me, cause I got a big ego, bro. I've always had a fucking big ego. Yeah. And everybody tells me like, oh, you're conceited and shit. But I always tell them like, you know what? I, I'm fucking convinced. I'm not conceited, you know? <laughs> but sometimes you got to have that attitude though, bro. Yeah. You know, you, you got to go in thinking, I mean, even though you're going to fucking, you'll probably lose, but 
you know, you got to go in with the attitude. Like, I'm going to win. You know, got to be confident in this shit. Definitely. And like, that's the way I've always been. But I think the thing with Marco is like when, you know, he's got a big ego and it sucks because I'm like that too. Like when your ego gets damaged, it's a big fucking, yeah. some people, it breaks people down. I mean, it's, it's broke me down before, bro. Yeah. You know, like I've had a big ego before and, and there's been someone that cheated on me and shit. Like that shit destroy. I mean, I don't know how it happened to you, but yeah, that shit did. fucking destroys you, bro. Yeah. It brings you, it's crazy how a, a female could just break you down. You know what I'm saying? By you getting cheated on, you thinking like, fuck, she chose some other motherfucker that yeah. better than me, yeah. you know, that, you know, like he probably satisfies her better than me. Yeah. And that, that to me is like the ultimate, like, like that, that's betrayal. your biggest fear, isn't it? Oh yeah. Hell <laughs> what, yeah. What did you say? <laughs> that was my biggest fear, man, that I fucking die and then, you know, she's fucking hooking up with somebody else and shit, you know? <laughs> You, you can hear her screaming from heaven. Oh, dude. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the fucking worst, oh, man. Oh, shit. I think, that's, I think that's a lot of guys' fears, though, man. Like, yeah. the, you know what I'm saying? Like, who, 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 who the fuck wants to know that? You know, like, your lady's going to be in your room with somebody else, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but you know what? Like, like what I learned, though, is like, like, fuck, not everybody else, like, not everybody's perfect and shit. And, like, that shit happens to people all the time, though, man. I, 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 I I sometimes like I hear different situations happen to people and you're like, fuck man, I'm glad that shit didn't happen to me. You know, I mean, it happened to that person, you know, it can happen to anybody, you know? So that shit, you know, like it is one of my biggest fears, but if it happens, it happens. You know, I'm going to have to fucking deal with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, I I got to deal with like my mom and dad dying, you know? So, I mean, I, I I had to deal with some real shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think if I survive that, I mean, you can survive pretty much anything, bro. You know? Yeah, no, definitely dude. And, uh, I, I think that ego is a um, it's it's a huge weakness, you know. And I have ego too, but somebody can use that against me, right? You know, and that and ever since I've been aware of that, I've been like chopping away at my ego so much because that fall from here, having the biggest ego, doing you know, thinking the highly highest of yourself to just boom. To just to the bottom and your ego takes that hit, that shit hurts, oh, man. Oh, hell yeah, You dude. know, so I, I try to calm my ego down as much as possible, but it's fucking hard, dude. That shit's <laughs> in my DNA. Oh, hell yeah, You dude. know, it, it takes so much from me for when I get somebody to say something like negative about me, for me not to like throw my ego right, at them. Right, right, right. But nowadays I'm like, all right, bro, hey, I wish you have a be- <laughs> have a great day. Yep. That's it. You know, if if I don't make you happy, I'm sorry, dude. I'm I'm trying my best. And right, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but ego is a motherfucker, yeah, man. Yeah, it is, bro. But uh Sutter, you're killing it, dude. I'm um I love to see you on the podcast and uh every episode is just funny, man. I just listened to like two before you came and I'm oh, just like, shit, dude, this crazy, the, man. the dynamic you guys have is awesome, man. Right, so right. I wish you the best with all of that. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Fucking thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, if you guys had a chance, man, check out four locals and and also, man, check out my boy fucking Downstar, man. You, yeah. Hey, man, you're doing your thing. And, uh, Thank you. Fucking much props, man. Like I said, like, I, I, I started you. I started watching your shit, man. And, and it's dope, man. You got, you got a dope setup and everything, bro. So much props to you, man. Much success. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. So before we get out of here, where can people find you at and the podcast? Uh, you know what? Uh, the podcast, um, uh, actually, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Stutter805. Um, on Facebook, you could find me under uh, fucking Jorge Stutter Romero. And on Twitter, Stutter805, man. On Snapchat, Stutter805. So I'm on there. So you guys can hit me up on there. And then the podcast is, uh, what is it? F O U R L O K O Z? Yeah. Okay. You, you can check that out on, on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, man. You guys check us out. And uh, 
you know, if you want to check it out on Wednesday nights, like, fuck, we go live on Facebook so you can check that shit out. When's, what is today? Tuesday. So you guys are going to do it tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be doing oh, it tomorrow, man. We'll be doing it episode 21. So uh, we kind of do like a pre-recording and stuff. You can check us out on Facebook. Yeah. And if not, you know, like I said, you can check it on check us out on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, man. Dude, I want to come by one day and see a, a, a live recording, bro, just so I can get the feeling. Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> anytime, anytime, anytime <laughs> you want to come by, bro. Sick, dude. Anytime you want to come by. Sutter, thank you, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Once again, big shout out to our sponsor, Heel Toe Automotive. Um, super sick, dude. I've been doing this for 150. This is 153. Oh, shit, congratulations, and I said, man. Thank you, bro. I said, once I get to 150, then I'm going to add a sponsor. And then, dude, <laughs> everything just started working out. My boy Marcus from Heel Toe Automotive, they sell uh, car parts online. Um, but the thing is, like, Right now, people will just set up an account and they'll just sell the parts for whatever they could get it for. But right. when you have somebody who's been in the game for like so long, you know, since '02, it makes you feel a lot more comfortable to give somebody the, the your money that's been part of the community. You know, that's why it's dope to work with them. So um, make sure you guys check them out, heeltoeauto.com or on Instagram at heeltoeautomotive. Uh, big shout out to them. Shout out to you, Sutter. Thank you for being here, man. I know you got uh, four little girls, and and your time is extremely valuable. And I appreciate you you sharing me uh, your time. And thanks a lot, bro. Fuck, fuck much props and success to you, man. Success Thank you. to you, bro. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, and uh, much sex too. I, I want that. Oh hell yeah, wish much me sex. that too. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Yeah. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode one fifty three, and we out. Peace.